Street Fighters. Welcome to the live stream, the podcast, the show. Thanks for being here. Um, we enjoy your company as we try to make sense of the world around us. We had a wonderful afternoon. We already did a show earlier today. You'll be hearing that later this week on Wednesday. Very special edition of Street Fight is on the way. Um, for those of you that don't know who we are, my name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quimby. We're the number one anarcho-comedy radio show on any station across the nation. You can hear us on WCRS in Columbus, Ohio. Um, we normally do the call-in show on Sunday nights like this, but there is an audio issue as usual. So we will be taking some questions from the chat. Brian has harvested some pretty interesting responses uh, about interviews on Twitter that completely blew my fucking lid off. Uh, so we have a great show planned. Uh, join in the stream chat. You can do that by going to Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, or Twitter watching the show. And if you want more Street Fight Radio, we have zines, we have bonus shows, we have video over on Patreon.com. Thanks for being here. Ready to do this? Yeah, I just I got I I don't know water. it's pipes. So I uh I right before the show I got an ad for a music festival. Okay. That I'm now like a hundred percent curious about now. And okay. it's in Tennessee though. Oh no. You're the only ten I see. Oh right? thank you. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. I'll go there. It's October eleventh through thirteenth, and like on the Sunday, it's got Guns N' Roses headlining, but then Deftones, Coheed and Cambria, Lamb of God, <laughs> Alter Bridge, Ministry, Skillet. Um, the second night is a headline by Def Leppard, and it's got ZZ Top, Ghost, and Mastodon, and Gojira playing. It's like... These I will go. And it, I will go. Yeah, yeah. So... I will fucking go to that. That's wild, man. Seether's playing, too, which, you know, that's a... That's a something for me at least a little something for the boys you know sit down listen to some seether <laughs> yeah that's a pretty incredible uh, lineup there just weird it's like you i i am always i've been thinking about this a lot with music festivals lately that like when they first started the goal was to do something interesting and weird and put bands together that you might not ever see together and now it feels like the big ones at least are all just the same bands it feels like everything well, is becoming like a lot of the same biggest bands just in different orders i guess to me well i mean there was just a spin-off where it made sense to group bands together and do like the ultimate like hard rock festival or yeah. something like that but there's still plenty of those that switch up their lineups. Like the the original ones still do. I just think as a way to make money, it's way easier to sell a ticket when you've just basically took someone's Spotify playlist and then uh, yeah. made it into a so, like you hear about Coachella and you're like, Oh, it's Ariana Grande now and like yeah. Kanye West and it's just like all the biggest stars basically are, are these things, which to me is like well, I would really like something kind of curated for me. You know, sure, and even like a lot of the uh, lower, lesser known ones, like the ones where like a My Morning Jacket plays, it's still the same kind of bands that are well, around that kind of thing. You know, uh, I see, I, but I get it. I love them. I have to say, I, I love them. One I'm not going to hate on them. I'm um, going to. They're really for me <clears throat> because I do listen to all types of music. Um, I like stumbling into a bunch of different things, and 
Um, you I, like everything but rap and country, right? <laughs> I, I mostly listen to rap and country. <laughs> me too. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I like saying it. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, oh me, I mostly listen to everything except for rap and country. You know, I'm, very I'm a regular. Person. I'm pretty yeah. normal. Normal. People used to like really say that all the time. It's so the opposite of everything when you when you t- take out two of the biggest kinds of music out there. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's the most popular. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, yeah, I don't know. We did a really fun show. You will have already. No, you won't no, have already. It's coming out. Yeah. This Wednesday, Oswald's gonna come out this come out this week. He was he was very nice to us. Yeah, the only good celebrity, Patton Oswald. He really, I I mean, like, here's the thing. I'll say this before the interview comes out, but the way that I he really won me over for because he seems like a super introspective guy, a guy that thinks about stuff and doesn't immediately kind of freak out. And I think he said a lot of stuff on our show that that like. I, that really jived with me. Yeah, it was as, cool. As a person who, in my past, has also been an edgy, like edge, edgy kind of guy that was trying to do something. That, that was trying to do. I'm trying to take their. I'm trying to take it back from people, and then not understanding that, like, well, those people just love it anyway. They don't fucking like, you know, ironic racism. Yeah, they they'll take that away from you, and they will just like it anyway right you never know what like what what your audience is going to gravitate toward and it's better just not to risk that in my opinion when it comes to like ironic racism yeah it's yeah. like well yeah i mean i can see a space where oh i'll do that joke and people will all know that you know uh, people all know i'm not racist i'm just doing the joke but it's like yeah how, how many times have people been uh how many times have people been um how many times in this in in this world have people been like they just gravitate to you for the wrong reasons? I mean, yeah. people listen to us that'll say things to me, and I'm like, ah, oh, that's that's not what I'm trying to do, man. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was good. It was interesting. He was talking about being a Gen X person, and that he felt like the motto of his generation was like, whatever, man. Like we can't do shit. Fuck it, you know. And being a 50-year-old guy where he could easily just go back into that training and feel that way. And instead, he does want to be active and engaged with, like, social issues. And he gets a bunch of shit from people that are like, why does a 50-year-old man care about pronouns? You know, stuff like that. Yeah, and he was like... I, I, I want to say this before that interview comes out because he's going to say things that he's, he says some things in the interview that you guys are all going to be like annoyed with or whatever. But like, I will say this. He came on our show and he has listened to us say mean things about him on our show in the past. And he came on our show. He asked to be on our show. And I respect the fucking hell out of that. And I respect his opinions and his ideas. I I think that give me three more hours with him. And I could have probably explained like bottom up organizing a little better. But like that's not what that's. I'm not here to like. I am here to, you know, kind of give my opinion. But I'm not a teacher. And I don't I don't know how to get people to understand bottom up organizing. So well, I mean, I mean, like you said, he sat down and talked to us. Um, I always give people a lot of leeway when I hang around with them anyways. So, you know, hopefully we get to do it again. And we can go at it again. It'll be good. Yeah. Just give me like five more times to explain it. And I think it'll be okay. (laughs) Right. 
But uh, I mean, you can see where like, I it, it probably for me for me and you even if we weren't doing the call in show and we didn't have like you know people talking to us regularly about stuff we would be sort of disconnected from what a work what what the world is like out there like a working class struggle and things like that i i i think and it it might seem a little it, it what we do might seem a little weird because we're just freshly out of that world yeah, you know, and I'm also just I've also uh, stayed up till five in the morning arguing with people about whether or not capitalism can be good before, and it just it was would not be good radio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was fun. Uh, yeah, like Brett said, I've got a lot of stuff to talk about on the show because I asked a couple of questions. I I have been uh, so this the first. I, I let me let me start this from the beginning. the The first time we heard about this, this was brought to our attention was from my buddy uh, Chris from Twitter, in when we were at on the road in in Boston, and he told us that he had just done an uh, what was it an eight hour job interview, and uh, both of us were like shocked. We've but, but here's the deal: when it comes to jobs. Somebody asked me this today. They said, I I was saying that if you're making less than $50,000 a year, then you shouldn't have to turn in a resume. Right. It just get out of here with that shit. Well, <laughs> I don't know about that. Okay. Because well, there's a lot of like jobs that require like a specialty that only pay about twenty eight thirty thousand right, dollars. Those should pay fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> okay, well, you did, okay? I didn't know that was a part of it. Well, I mean, you know that I think that everybody's underpaid. You know what I mean? And I, for me, I just think about like the people that are are putting in resumes for jobs at a restaurant. Yeah, that's like, the, what? yeah, I'm custom- trying to get a minimum wage fucking job here. You know, right. I'm not trying to get a fucking heavy, heavy, uh, I'm not trying to operate heavy machinery. And we read part of this during the patent interview, but I'm going to read the whole thing now. So people get kind of an idea about it. I posted about it too. And, uh, this is where I came up with this concept. Think you should get a paycheck just for showing up. Were you born with an undeniable sense of entitlement? Do you feel like your emotions are more important than a job well done? then you should probably take a hard pass at even thinking of giving us a resume. We're looking for a motivated fun, which already you've started this out letting me know that you are not fun. Yeah. (laughs) We are looking for a motivated, fun, and professional individuals to help us kick ass in the barbecue world. Oh, man. Fun for them is like, woo, wow, I love to wipe this counter down. Like, (laughs) Like, what is the fun? They want you whistling while you work. Like, they want you... Fully on board, like you own the place. Yeah, seriously. Okay, so this is where it gets... And this is for a part-time job. Right. And this is weird. This a part-time is job. Weird, a part-time right? job. This is an already very weird thing to say. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it gets weirder now. This is the sentence where it gets really weird to me. Seriously, if you're going to act like a little bitch when we ask you to work hard, this is not the job for you. Wow. <laughs> like, that is aggressive, man. And what if, like, like, all those guys with Mustangs are, like, just like, hell yeah, man, you know, place tough. <laughs> yeah, so don't even bother. Duties will include taking fast casual orders, expediting, <laughs> pouring drinks, food, running, and bussing tables. Think you can do it? You most likely can't, but go ahead. Send us a resume. Wow, I mean, who is does does someone get challenged by this? Do you think there's like some warrior that's like reading through Craigslist and like, ha ha, 
Well, challenge accepted. There's two things that I'm thinking about here. One, okay. they hate their last counter person. Like that, they're getting back they at them. Totally hate. This and, is a screed. They're hoping that the old person is like, <laughs> I wonder if they replaced me yet. And then they go to read the job interview and get their feelings hurt. Right. Uh, Sadie, our, our buddy Heldo. Oh, on yeah. Twitter one of the best. Said, she walked out on a restaurant and then a couple days later saw the posting that was just ripping her to shreds. She didn't screen cap it, so she didn't sure. have it. She's like, I wish I would have screen capped it because it was so satisfying to see how rip you got them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they were mad about that you, for a while. You pissed them off. You, they went, Yeah, they threw, they threw something at the fucking wall when yeah. they got home. And here's the thing. Uh, maybe. The person, what do you think entitled means to these people? Do you think the person asked for more money than they think that that person deserves? I mean, yeah, I mean, entitled is really <clears throat> expecting anything than what the boss gives you. Yes, yeah. So entitled asking for a little bit more. Asking for anything really, unless you're asking for more work, you know, then they probably don't want you to ask them for shit. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, it's like, like, I mean, because that's an entitled. Like, oh, you think just you come in here, you work my restaurant that, you know, you should access to healthcare or some shit. You think that like you fucking work. You think anybody can come here and clean the fucking grime off the ground, you know, and you and, you know, you want me to thank you for it. You want me to pay you for it. You know, submitting a resume for a part time cashier position (laughs) already seems like so much to me. I know it is like very. um I, do they want to cover somebody? I think it's, I think it's, want, it's, it's, it's probably a screening process. It probably does some sort of classes screening process or something. Yeah. Those are so unfair. Like, I think that's what it and is. That's what Cause I, 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 knew, I knew some pretty brilliant people that when I read their resume, I was like, Oh no, what are you doing? This is yeah. so bad. You look sound horrible. Like, why did you just write down what you did at work? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like you, this is a little. Uh, you, this is like you have to lie. You have to convince them to hire you. Well, that's the funny thing about you have resumes. to tell them what they want to hear. You don't just write down what you fucking did. That's the funny thing about resumes, and especially resumes for restaurants. And and you you hit the nail on the head when you said this is a uh, screening process because every minimum wage job that I have applied for with a resume. All they did was look at my phone number and call me and basically throw the resume in the trash and make me fill out an application when I got there to fill it out anyway. Yeah. And then they also, if it had your address on it, they know where where you live in town and then they can make a judgment about that on whether you're going to be a problem or not. That's actually really true in that like... I've seen it happen. I was in sociology. One of the things I learned about in in, in a work course that I took when I was in college was about like... People who live in neighborhoods that are deemed trashy in the city that you're in have a harder time getting jobs than people who live in actually nice neighborhoods. Because we have places, and and that's the weird thing. It's like we will watch these undercover boss episodes, and there are people who work at these places that are fucking absolute angels. Just, and you know that they don't live in a great neighborhood. They're working at fucking White Castle or something, and they're just. Like, those are the people, they deserve a shot, number one. But number two, they would be great at whatever the job is, the entry-level data entry position, the uh, answering phones for $12 an hour. Like, they would be fucking great at it. Yeah. And they just don't even make it through the screening process because they live in Columbus. They live on the south end or in the hilltop. West side. You know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have definitely seen 
at jobs, people say we're not hiring them. They're from the West side. Yeah. It's infuriating to me because uh, watching the undercover boss show and that I do know all, I worked with all those people that really were, you know, way better than me and that they Mm -hmm. were grateful to just have ev- anything that they have, grateful to be alive, um, which I still haven't even. I'm jealous that they have that, but they deserve. But they also make those places work and make them enjoyable for the rest of us. And um, that's a skill that's just as val- valuable to me as like fucking teaching or welding or whatever it is. You mm-hmm. know, going into a McDonald's and actually having it like run smoothly. I mean, I just remember begging so much like all the time I spent like begging for these jobs and something that has come up. So the reason we're talking about these interview processes being eight hours, five hours, even three hours um, is that if you're going for a, a huge job, if you're going for a hundred thousand dollar a year job starting out that Im- involves a certain amount of skills and, like you have the time to go through this process and everything works out great. And either you get it or you don't get it. They're flying you out and all this shit. All right. Like, I guess, but I also, I feel like they're not really entitled to that much time if they're not paying you yet for the interview stuff. Yeah. For oh the yeah. Interview stuff. And, and so I started asking what goes on. In these interviews, what's this thing that's happening? And I did see a lot of cases where, yeah, yeah, I guess, you know, you're a computer programmer. And they want to. They want you to design a site. They want to know stuff. But I also saw. But that's uh, like, um, but I mean, that's also, I mean, there, yeah, there, there's a lot of exploitation that was like free work they get out of people doing stuff like that too, you know. There is. And when I got the job. At or the, like uh, having them like do something and then showing it to somebody at the office and saying, ah, we don't need to hire you. And then having them built it, build it instead. Right. I've got a lot of those. You know what? uh, Bill Burr on his podcast said that Patrice hipped him to that. Like when you go in, when they say this, you need a funny guy, like a comedian and they're trying to sell like a new diet Coke or something. They send them in there. Like they're never going to fucking hire him to do it, but they just get to 30 minutes or 15 minutes of them riffing in front of it, and then they can t- they can take any of those things and run with it, and never oh, yeah. fucking pay them, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, we're seeing a lot of that now. Uh, well, I had to work a shift at the restaurant that I was uh, that I that I threw the salad dressing at my at, at my boss. Uh-huh. Like I had to do a shift there. He paid me out. Well, that counts. But then, like, and he hired me. Okay. And I just kind of imagine like. But what about the people he doesn't hire that just wasted their day there? I guess he does pay them $25 or something yeah. at the end of the day. But it's still like, I don't have a day to just give you. I need a fucking job. Yeah. I need to get a job. If I'm not here, if I'm not uh, hired here, I need to be trying to get hired somewhere else. Right, right. Right now. Yeah. Like, I don't, I think... There's a lot out, a lot of people out there that don't understand the desperation of somebody applying for minimum wage jobs. I know for me, when I was applying for those jobs, I was, I needed something because if I, when I quit that, that diner fucking job, dude, I didn't know where I was going to make any fucking money. I didn't didn't have have any any idea idea what what to to do after after I I left left there there. and I needed that $200 every two weeks that I was getting from that job. I needed that. Yeah. It was the thing that was keeping me from not having electricity or internet or something like that. Yeah. So 
uh, I think this idea that they deserve to like that if you can't interview somebody and talk to them and look at their application and just make a decision on whether you don't get a day from yeah. that person, you don't get to just take a day from them. I feel like I've told this several times, but this is my worst one ever. Um, I found one of those places, write your own paycheck, um, help you know ra- raise money for a good cause. <clears throat> hustle grind all that stuff and i was like fuck it i'll check it out like i've never tried it before so i'll give anything a fucking shot they want you to be there at like six in the morning i show up it's in, it's in like a biz one of those like business strip like the hidden ones like just office buildings in a park out nowhere phil <laughs> i okay <clears throat> and i'm talking to this guy and he's like you know we sell coupons for places around town and Five percent of everything we sell goes to kidney foundation or bone marrow or whatever the fuck they it is. Just say some charity because yeah. that's really like they damn. Yeah, I mean <laughs> it was a happening. scam. So I mean, I show up there super early. We head out to a Kmart parking lot. We set up a table and we're just hassling people as they leave Kmart, trying to get them to buy coupons, dude. Buy coupons. Yeah. Like something we're we're very used to just getting for free. Yeah. They send them in the mail. Yeah. Yeah. And like it wasn't like, yeah, it's not like a gift card. It's not like, hey, if you take your $50 and turn it into $50 worth of gift cards, we can shave off a little bit and give it to a charity, you know, Mm -hmm. or or pay $45 and we'll give you a $40 card and five goes to charity. This was just straight up like, Get one free steak when you buy a steak. Yeah, buy a sandwich and get the fries and drink for for free. Right. Yeah, Yeah. stuff like that. Like free, free hush puppy add-on, you know? Like great. Buy something at full price and get something you should have got with it for free anyway that's figured in. Yeah, I actually And, and so but but so I knew what was happening about three or four hours in. It was like 10 a.m., 11 a.m. in the morning. They're like, let's break for lunch. I'm like, how much longer are we going to be here? And they're like, well, we got a number to hit. So we hit the number is what we're going to be here. And I was like, Whew. I was just like, I really took like a deep breath out and was just like, I can make it through this, but this isn't work. I, like, there's no I'm way I'm doing it. I've already figured out what's going on. I'm like, I'm doing the math in my head. They told me how much we get of each sale. I've paid attention to what we've sold so far. We were out there until fucking six at night. Jesus and, Christ. And they driving me back. I get home at like seven or something and. It was a full whole fucking day wasted. But then, like, I did the math on it, and everybody would have made like sixty or seventy dollars, wow. and it was such a fucking ripoff. I did the same thing when I went. But the in, but the, so the, the the so the 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 end of it all was that the guy that ran it was a super greasy dude, like hairy knuckles that had gold rings on them, shyster shark looking like suit with like hair pluggy type gelled hair, complete fucking psychopath just the scariest looking guy yeah and he's like brett you i heard you did a good job today you know uh i'd like to invite you on as part of the team you know and he's like shakes his fucking hand i'm like i'm gonna be here tomorrow i'm ready to rip it you know at this point i'm just acting because i'm having fun i'm having fun with it for myself i'm just like i was really inspired by what we did today and i'm i don't know just promised the world to everybody. I like every, I said hi to everybody as I left and was like, we're going to go get it tomorrow. And then just like fucking burned out and was like, fuck that place forever. <laughs> I did. I, I kind of had the same situation happen to me with, uh, do you have, uh, do you like rock and roll music? Do you like heavy metal music? Uh, do you want to work in a fast paced, fun environment? And, uh, do you have, you know, piercings and I have my eyebrow pierced and shit. And I was like, 
fuck yeah, I like all those things, man. I love heavy metal. And uh, I go to this office park on the east side of Columbus in the middle of fucking nowhere. This little office building. Nothing on the walls. Just like a couple of desks and a couple of cubicles. And uh, there's this guy that played drums in a heavy metal band that I went to high school with. And uh, he was there and he knew me. He was like, oh my God, Brian. Hey, it's fucking cool that you're here, man. I'm going to take you out today um, for training. It wasn't paid training. It was just, this is training. Yeah. And I fucking, it's winter. It was just work. <laughs> yeah. And it's winter. It's like 10 degrees outside. And I showed up in like slacks and a button up shirt that somebody had gotten me, like a dress shirt. I didn't even bring a coat or anything like that because they didn't tell me anything about what the job was. They didn't say a single fucking word about what the actual job was. So I didn't even know how to prepare to go to the thing. And I, I don't know. I think I like hoped it was an office job. I think I, I, uh, you didn't know. I no, fucking no idea. They just said, come in. And I, I think in my mind, I was like, maybe this is the office job that I always wanted. And I'll, <laughs> I'll get to sit down and fucking at a desk. I don't care what I'm doing. Just give me a fucking desk that I can hang a fucking picture of Deftones on the cubicle and, you know, work here. I fucking, he's like, okay, well, we're, you're with me today, Brian. I fucking get in this guy's Jeep with two other people. And he drives me to fucking Chillicothe an hour away from Columbus and we're fucking going door to door and trying to get people to switch their gas company to some scam gas thing. They always do that. They're always like, yeah. you like wind power? Now they do it like with environmentalists. You like wind power? We got right. wind power, you know, this is a new thing. I've switched. And it's really just, I, a lot of times it's just an add on to your bill or it's just switching your name. It doesn't make any fucking difference I know. They're like, technically it's the same awful company that always did your electricity, but there's a little asterisk now. Yeah. That means it's a hundred percent clean energy. You're like, yeah. okay, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I assume it's not. <laughs> sure. It's the same shit. But um, most people were not receptive to it. They yeah. just slammed the door in your face. And the guy would always be like, well, I guess you don't like saving money and fucking walk away. And we get to lunchtime. And I'm like, how long are we out here? And he was like, well, we'll, we'll probably leave about five. We'll probably go home. And it's <sighs> me, a woman, a dude, and then the guy that's training us. And we go to Walmart to eat dinner at the McDonald's inside the Walmart. And me and this woman are just like, I'm not fucking going back out there. And he was like, are you serious? And we were like, I, I can't, I can't do this. This is like, I'm never going to do this job. Yeah. I can't do this. He was like, well, I'll be back at five o'clock to pick you up. And me and her just sat around Walmart and smoked cigarettes all day. That's until fun. He came back and picked us up. <laughs> the woman dropped out home. too. Yeah, me and like what she woman say? Just she just was like, I'm not doing this. I don't want to do this. I, yeah. He didn't even tell me what this was. Oh wow! Like, they, they just like kidnapped you and yeah, like dropped kinda, you in front of a door and were like, go, go. There get was some. no interview, dude. There uh. was not even a job interview. It was like come in tomorrow, dress to work. And they didn't tell you what dress to work meant, but I just assumed it was an office job. Yeah, I really think I thought it was a boiler room job. Okay, it, like calling which, people on the phone? Calling, yeah, like doing telemarketing. And I was like, fine, I'll fucking do it, you know? Because, like, all of my job experience up to that point was service work or 
I mean, it was all service work or I painted car doors for a week. Yeah. And it was just like every job I've ever had has been physically taxing and it sucked. And I was just kind of, I was willing to do anything to get a chair, a job that I did in a chair. Right. And, uh, you know, I finally ended up getting that and hating it and then quitting it and a job for a job where I got a van. Right. (laughs) We got your chair now. Yeah, I do have my chair. I mean, this is better. I had a pretty good bad one. Uh, when I was like 18, I had this, uh, I, if I had another opportunity in the paper for like, you know, write your own paycheck, that kind of thing. Uh, sell our product easy peasy. Um, I show up and it's a two hour presentation on these fucking knives. And then they like make us break off into groups and like practice selling the knives to each other. Cutco? Yeah. I think it was them. Yeah. yeah. I've heard of them. And this is once again, and they like the whole time I'm just like, I'm not going to do this. Like no. they set up appointments and all that stuff, but I mean, I'm you just get there to do I'm, the appointment. I, I'm 18 year old kid that doesn't know how to cook anything <laughs> at all, at all. Uh, yeah. I've never cooked. I I've only microwaved and heated things up. There was no way that I gave a shit about those knives and would be able to sell them to like some fucking homeowner. Yeah. A buddy of mine sold Kirby's Yeesh. for like a month. And never made one sale the whole time. Wow. Because, and uh, yeah, he never made a single fucking sale. You have those to, things are you, so expensive. You have to make people buy them. You're not selling them. You're <laughs> making like, you're making weak people buy them. Yeah. Cause he, he would do two or three appointments and he said he sold two and basically you would just go into people's house and vacuum their living room and clean their drapes with this, with this thing. And it's, he said, you know, man, I'm not making very much money. I'm, I'm making like $30 a day. But if I sell one of these fucking things, man, I get like $200. And it's like, but if you're, when you yeah. reveal the price of, he said every time he revealed the price of the Kirby, people were basically like, get, get, the, the, get the fuck out of my house. Nope. <laughs> the thing was like $1,000. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. So I so here's one of the replies I got. No, these are good. Uh, I once interviewed for a copywriting job. Okay. That ended up being a multi-hour process that included an impromptu writing exercise. Oh, I God. didn't get the job, but they used my writing sample in a marketing campaign. What? See, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. What? Limp the Biscuit f- did that. Did you know Limp Biscuit did that? No. When their guitarist quit, they fucking had. They did, whoa, come to come to Sam Ash or Guitar World and try out for Limp Biscuit. And they did this like promotional run where they went to different guitar worlds and just had different guitar players come in and try out for the band. And then they ended up hiring somebody from like another new metal band that like they just knew and used some of the riffs that people had played in that thing as like songs for their album. That was like a big scandal back in the early 2000s. Wow. <laughs> I, I did not know that. Here's the one that really got me. And it's, this is just something wild to me, Brett interviewed where they made me wait two hours in their waiting area. Every 15 minutes popped in to apologize for making me wait. Didn't get the job, but found out after I was hired the next time. 
that I was graded on whether I stood up for myself, declaring my time valuable, and tried to leave. Get out. That's a trap. Yeah, that's not a job interview. That's a trap. You're going to get mauled to death by those people. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a, that's a company. What is that? Yeah. That is a company that is fucking... I mean... Uh, that's someone that's a, that's a sick person that shouldn't be in charge of people. It is nice though that like I do they want because they would never hire somebody that was like fuck my time's fucking worth like do that are they looking for somebody to say like my time's worth more than this and you're wasting my time I shall leave like you're negging them well, into hiring you and then for them it's like what about for the first time you're like oh no actually I, I run a very tight ship here uh, I have something to do 15 minutes is gonna throw my whole day off yeah yeah would they be like oh well I mean he needs to have a little bit more time for pizza time yeah. family fun house <laughs> well I was taught I and I was thinking about my first few jobs jobs uh my first two jobs were mcdonald's and chuck e cheese and the way that i was hired at mcdonald's was that they came to the lunchroom at my high school yeah and i fucking went to talk to them busting their balls dude i was like i was just like you know being a a huge ball buster to the people that were in there. Hi, well, you're going to hire me to make Big Mac. Hey, do I get free food? And yeah. you know, just being a jerk. And they hired me right there. They're like, you're hired, man. I filled out the yeah. application and they hired me. Once again, you fell into a trap. That's what you did. <laughs> yeah. They like reach out and grab you and pull you in and then beat the shit out of you and then spit you out. It was crazy. Cause it was like, I had all the power until they said, you got a job now. And then they brought me in and put me in a uniform. And then like, mm-hmm. like all the power went away immediately. <laughs> yeah. No more of that fun. We don't like, we, we like our kind of fun, you know, <laughs> be excited about coming to work fun. Yeah. I don't think any, I mean, that's the funny thing too, is like, uh, that's the, that like when they say fun, I worked at Chuck E. Cheese. And they said, you, this job, you know, first and foremost, this job's just fun. And that job was not fun. Yeah. At all, ever. You weren't allowed to play the games, even if you worked on the fucking games. If they caught you playing a game, you got in trouble. Because I used to, you know, play the Bozo's. I wanted to master the Bozo's Grand Prize game. And they're like, play a game every now and then with a kid. Give a kid a free game. And I was like, okay. And then every time I played, they yelled at me for playing a game. They're like, what are you doing? Just playing games over here? <laughs> it was like, well, I thought this was supposed to be a family fun place. Yeah, like, no. No, that's the brochure, Brian. That's not your job. <laughs> Worst interview of my life was at a salon where the manager didn't tell me it would be a working interview until I was already there and expected me to assist without pay for a full busy Saturday. I just walked out. That was... Uh, Wait, what was that again? The worst interview of my life was at a salon where the manager didn't tell me it would be a working interview uh, until I was already there and expected me to assist without pay for a full busy Saturday. And a lot of those fucking things are just, they need somebody on a Saturday. They don't really need to hire somebody, but... I don't think that's the case. I just think they're willing to, they just know they can take advantage of people. Yeah. Oh, here's a person that I mean, went that this is an algorithm daddy on Twitter, somebody that went through the same thing I did. I got a call once for a job listings. Listing said nothing about sales or marketing. The interview was me stuck following this dude door to door while he sold natural gas. I told him after every house I didn't want the job and he should take me back. <laughs> Wasted four hours like that. Oh man, that bus. They trap you, dude. I would have just jumped and grabbed a bus. That's the wisdom here, is just like go get the bus. 
<laughs> but I didn't have a phone back then, so I couldn't have made it. But now, like, just go jump on the bus. Keep I was always an hour from home. Fold up two dollars. Keep it in your your like corner of your pants pocket and always be able to just jump on the bus and get the fuck out of there take the bus out of town i wonder if the fact that i was an hour away from columbus like factored into their deceit like if that was like a thing where they were like he can't get away if we get an hour away from columbus because it's like i did part of me during the lunch after the door and telling this dude i didn't want to do it i i felt like it needed to be treated kind of delicately because you're telling a guy your job sucks, dude. Yeah, and yeah, for sure. to do with this fucking yeah, job. Yeah, I think this is a bad idea. I've taken a look at the uh, what's going on here, and it's a bad idea. I went out immediately. <laughs> this Someone in the chat said, I worked in Xbox tech support. They said we'd get game time all the time. Never once got time off the phones to play video games. They're like, it's, it's Microsoft, man. We're fun, man. It's Xbox, you know? Can I tell people... We're going to have call- tournaments. Can I tell people who are thinking about working in a call center... Or who think that that's the dream job? Because for a while I thought the call center was the dream job. I'm telling you, when I got my job at Caltech, I was net. I was coming from fucking industrial roofing. To uh, I went from being a dishwasher at a golf course for four dollars and fifty cents an hour to industrial roofing during the winter. To then a call, I got hired at a call center. I was like, oh my fucking god, I'm a fucking executive. I have. <laughs> I'm like you're gonna have stationary. Yeah, I'm here, dude. I I'm gonna. Buy, you're gonna. I'm gonna get a Honda Accord someday. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even have my own desk. You weren't even allowed to have your own cube, dude. You sat at a different one every day. They didn't want you getting too comfortable. Oh, really? They wouldn't yeah. even give you a desk. Disrespectful. <laughs> that ain't no career. You were never allowed to have your. There like, were keep, weirdos. Keep on your toes. There were weirdos that worked there that they were like, it's just easier if you let them sure. sit there. <laughs> But a guy like me, they were never going to let me have. You're like, oh, you showed up. Yeah. Great. Grab a chair. Jump on the phone quick. Yeah. And it was different every day. They didn't want you. They didn't want any personal, any personal items in the cubicles there. And uh, I will tell you for a fact, you are never getting off the phone. Oh, yeah. I mean, unless you're a great worker and you get I was just telling my wife that, like, I would maybe still work, be working at the call center if I had been working there for two years. They started doing chat support and I begged to do the chat support. Right. They finally let me do it for one day. And I was like, okay, I can fucking do this i don't have somebody yelling in my ear the whole time this is great i'm gonna do this chat tech support and then they saw that i could do it and then the next day they made me do chat tech support and phone tech support at the same time oh wow (laughs) like okay like i'm never getting off these phones they never wanted me off the phones a certain amount of people will always have to be on the phones at a call center and only a few people get out. That is the goal of every single person that works there. But if you're working in a like an actual call center, it's just like the rest of the world. You more of you are going to stay on the phones than are going to get off the phones. Yeah, for That's sure. The only way it is. Yeah, yeah. They need people on them phones. I remember back then fighting for uh, really trying to work hard to get a job in a, in a unit called SBTC, which this is so funny for me being like 
now the show that I do, but I was trying to get a job in the SBTC area, which is small business tech calls area of the company. So like my goal was to answer phone calls from small business people, which is probably a nightmare. That's probably the worst unit to be in. Uh, here's, here's one. I had one that lasted five hours where I was interviewed by six increasingly high ranking people until I was talking to the accounting head for a bookkeeper position. By that time I had all my questions answered answered and he was livid. I didn't have anything for the ask me a question part. I fucking hate the ask me a question part. When somebody says, do you have any questions for me? And I remember I remember being in eighth grade and uh, we had to fill out a job application and uh, we had to write a resume. And after we wrote the resume, we had to do like a fake job interview after we studied this unit, which I, I wasn't a big time studier guy. But part of the unit said that when, when, when you're in a job interview and the guy that's interviewing you says, do you have any questions for me? You should always have like three questions for them. And I never, I, I, I struggled every time to even get, I always said, well, I mean, you answered pretty much all of my questions, which is the wrong answer. Right. But how am I supposed to fucking make up a question? If I don't, what is the question I'm supposed to make up? Because they don't want you to ask them, how much are you going to pay me here? What kind of benefits you got here? Right. Like, they don't want you asking those kind of questions. They want you to ask questions about the process of a job that you haven't done yet. How are you supposed no, to know? No, you're supposed to ask them, like, what's their favorite part of the job or what inspires them about the company or, like, why do they think it's a great place to to live or name one way that the company, like, helped you become a better person or something. But then you can also reveal some shit where they're like, oh, I mean, we don't do stuff like that. I mean, that's for, like, bigger companies. That's smart, though. I never even thought about asking them anything about themselves, but I bet you most interviewer types... If you ask them something about yourself, themselves, you're going to get hired because they're like, nobody ever asked me about me. <laughs> you know how people love to get asked shit oh, yeah. about themselves. I know that. Yeah, it's, you know. I use it to my advantage. That's how I get jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I had a job at a coffee shop once where they made me do four interviews in three weeks. Each a coffee one- <laughs> shop. No, that's a one and done. <laughs> each one about an hour long. No. Hired me, didn't train me, and fired me in my second week for not picking it up fast enough. What is it with coffee shops? Is this the second story we've gotten about somebody trying to get a job at a coffee shop and getting fired two weeks in for not picking it up? Like, is that what they do? Yeah, I mean, it's one of those necessary things. There's going to, you know, it's like like sandwiches, like with the, the deli. It's not a new product. They aren't breaking the mold. They... They claim they care about their beans and all of that, but like it, it doesn't fucking matter. You know, it all tastes pretty close to the same. Do you think that like and a anybody lot- can make it? And then you get these like small business tyrant people. They're like, I just need one person to help while I roast the beans. And it's like, no, you need like three or four people to take care of this fucking thing. You know? Yeah. And coffee shop coffee is one of those things. Cause we've seen a lot of the tyrants existing in uh beer like a lot of the tires yeah. we've seen are, are in craft breweries and coffee is another one of those things where people get obsessed with it 
and they want to make the best stuff passionate. and they become really good at it and they're very passionate but they're also f- fucking mean and yeah. like not good bosses you yeah know? i applied at a place that like i didn't get the job i don't know what he was looking for but i applied at a place and uh i said you know i'm interested in learning about coffee and I did all the stuff and he wanted a resume and he, he wanted all this stuff. And I, I just think that he was just like, I don't know. I, just, I, I told him I wanted to make a living out of it, which is maybe why he didn't <laughs> yeah, hire me. He's <laughs> like, man, I ain't trying to like be your last boss or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I tell this, every, isn't good. this isn't going to be like a partnership here. I tell every fucking job. That I go to try to get. I tell them all that I want it to be my last job. You know, like, just see myself retiring here. You're like, really? Dude, really? I want every job to be my last job. I don't want more jobs. You're I've right. had so many jobs. And every one of them, I wanted it to. I wanted to fucking. I wanted to work my way up through McDonald's and now be working in the McDonald's head office. When I was 16 and I got my job at McDonald's, I wanted to do that. I wanted to be the, I wanted to work my way up through Chuck E. Cheese to the fucking top of Chuck E. Cheese. Like I wanted that at everything I ever went to. I just wanted to never in my life look for another job again. So I was, uh, that's where a lot of my panic and my neediness and my craziness actually probably came from because I just don't want to fucking look anymore. I don't, I don't want to have to interview ever again. I just, I, I'll drink to that. That's, was that's, so fucking depressed. I'll drink the uh, smooth menthol tobacco flavor of Ivana bitch menthol tobacco flavored vodka to that. But you were never. You never, when you worked at Bath and Body Works, you didn't fucking think that the, or Abercrombie and Fitch, you didn't think that the day you walked into Abercrombie and Fitch, you weren't like, there's a fucking ladder here. And if I just stay on my shit and be good at this job, then I'll climb that fucking ladder and I'll, I'll get somewhere where. I'm Mr. Fucking Abercrombie and Fitch. You didn't think that when you got... No, I'm not saying that you thought you were going to take over, but didn't you see a ladder there where this could be the rest of your fucking life? You never... Did you ever think about it like that? Like, did you ever look at your jobs as like, this is it for the rest of my life? Because I wanted to fucking do that, man. That was my fucking dream. My dream was to have a fucking career that lasted till I died. Okay. Yes. Um, I absolutely agree with that. It's actually the extension of that means TV animated segment that we did where when I went to the warehouse, I simply was, the job was like, we need these boxes moved to these places. And I was really good at it and I was very efficient at it. And they would out loud to each other say, wow, Brett is like the best that we've ever had. That's done this before. And then I was like, well, Shouldn't I be in line for like a promotion to be in charge of like the guys doing this guys and gals that were doing this. So, uh, you know, we can get the numbers all up like mine and do this real good. And they're like, Oh, well you don't have a degree. So we, we bachelor's degrees required to, to get to the management position. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, well I guess, you know, my box 
putting didn't really matter then at the end of the day, you know? No, they were just really glad to have a guy that was meeting the numbers. Yeah, that's, that's all it thing. was. You can just end up being just a guy that's really great at meeting the numbers, and they're just happy to keep you in the same spot Yeah, you're meeting the fucking numbers all the time. I hear that so much from my <laughs> friends and from people in my life that stuck around the same company for 20. You know, I'm 40 years old now. There's a lot of people in my life that have been doing their jobs for like 20 years. And like some of them, some people I know are in like a rut. And I've heard a lot from them where it's like, it feels like they're keeping me in this part of the company because I'm good at this, but I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be here anymore. And like, I think it does, it does suck that we saw I don't think that that generation of people that made a real go of it and worked their way up from the mailroom to the boardroom really existed. I don't think that was that. No, was it's real. not how it I is. Mean, uh, but the truth is, my uncle fucking did it. My uncle worked his goddamn way up from the mailroom to like the boardroom in at at at, uh, at Nationwide insurance right tight like he worked his way up there and i used to see that all the time as like this is it dude but he did a whole bunch of other shit to get there there was college there was like networking there was so much stuff it's like not just an automatic thing i mean it's just the world has moved farther far away from that we don't have like these we don't have these like steadfast industries that are going to be around where someone can even work there and you know for a long period of time who the fuck knows what happens anymore yeah but it's also temporary if you were if it was guaranteed if i don't don't know man i don't i don't like it i don't want to do one thing forever man that like that's why people get real disaffected with life and shit but how great would it be if like it was guaranteed that you weren't going to have to hustle for another job for the rest of your life? Like, that's all I want. I just want the security of knowing that I don't have to like hustle for this next thing. That was what I was always on about. Well, but you got to put up with like your boss's racist emails then or something. too. Right. Yeah, there's so much to it. And I probably would have never been able to do it. But I just I got really when I got disenchanted with the whole thing was when I found out that like, or you would see these articles that were really positive about like, you know, a lot of people are working three to five careers in their life. And it's like, that means that I have to fucking keep, I have to keep begging these people for fucking careers. I have to keep begging these people for fucking jobs. I felt like I was begging. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you felt like you brought something to the table. I don't feel like I brought anything to the fucking table when I came in for an interview. I suck at fucking interviewing, dude. And I suck at fucking testing. I'm not good at that shit. I can't make somebody like me that is... I can't talk candidly to a person that has authority over me ever. I like, and I felt like a lot of times in interviews, the guy that was interviewing me or the woman that was interviewing me had authority over me. Right. And I could never, uh, I, I always think about the interview I did at the social work job right when I got out of college. Right. Uh-huh. I got out of college. I got this interview for the social workplace. It was paying $9 an hour. So, or no 11, it was paying $11 an hour. Um, and it was like a subcontracting place that I think just burns people, burns through people, you know, like it just completely just burns yeah. through people. And, uh, I went in there and I, I bought this, uh, I bought a, I got my haircut 
like shaved my head. I bought a Michael Kors dress shirt with like like uh blue lines, like blue squares on it. Oh, like white. gingham. Like yeah, it was it was a dress shirt, and I bought a pair of uh corduroy uh black pants. Wow. And I tucked, I bought a pair of fucking shoes from the thrift store that looked like dress shoes that were kind of bootish. And I tucked the fucking shirt into the pants. And I like took, I didn't wear a hat to the interview. And I went in. That's your hair though. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. And I went You need to get business casual hair. Right. Right. (laughs) I went in and they sat me down in like a chair that was like kind of, well, they said pick a chair, sort of. That was probably a test. And they had like a living room looking like green chair. And it was the chair closest to me. So I thought psychologically, (coughs) oh, I'll take the first chair that's there because that's the worst chair. And they'll be like, this guy's, this guy fucking just, he's, he'll jump into the worst situation. Like right here. (laughs) Something psychologically in my mind, I thought it made me look less picky. Or something. Sure. And that they would like it. But, like, I was not this Brian. <laughs> it was like it was like uh, Indiana Jones or, like, he chose the, the cup, the, like, the shitty cup. That was, <laughs> yeah. the, that was the secret. That was the – that's what like, I tried. I'll, I'll have the beanbag chair over there if no one's calling for it. I don't want to be presumptuous. <laughs> I'm sitting in this, like, green chair that looks like it involved, belongs in, like, my grandma's living room. And I'm kind of slumped in this chair with my hands, with my arms on the armrests, and I'm sweating. And this woman and these two women are sitting up on office chairs that are, like, higher than me. And they're kind of looking down at me. And uh, I wasn't, I don't know who I was at that minute, at, at, at that interview. Like, I don't know... Uh, I am pretty good with people. I'm pretty good at conversations with people. I'm pretty good at talking to people. And I I just wasn't anything at that interview. I was not me. And I I was unable to make me happen. And uh, it fucking freaked me out. And every interview I did after that was exactly like that. Like that situation... (laughs) I know this sounds weird, but that situation is like traumatizing to me. It's really hard for me. I can't do it. I, so how- I have no way. I don't know how I will ever get a job, dude. If this doesn't work out and I have to like go get a real job, I don't even know how I would do it. I'm, I'm not going to get hired. I don't know. Like, I don't know how. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to be this. I don't know how to be this person that people like to be around and talk to. I don't know how to be this person in that situation. Hmm. And it fucking weirds me out. And I'm sure there's fucking so many people out there that are in the same position. You know, I don't think I would have been a great employee. That job wasn't like a good fucking fit. Yeah. But man, like, it's just hard for me to even, I, I, I feel for people who have like the kind of self-confidence that I do. Like, what do they end oh. up doing? Yeah. You know, like what, where do they end up in life? Cause I, I ended up here luckily, but like, I know. I mean, it's a, it's a challenge for yeah. a lot of people and there isn't a, access to care isn't is easily available. But what do you even do? Like what, what do they expect you to do if you can't 
if you can't interview, then what is your life supposed yeah, to be? Yeah, and I mean, and you're right, and it's it's unreasonable to expect everybody in there and go, ah, hi everybody, yeah, yeah, I love this place, you know. I just I was listening to the funniest thing on the radio over there today, you know. It was just cracking me up, you know. Like they just you have to be on and like kiss their ass and you know decode their messages on the fly. Yeah, it's a lot. It's yeah. intense. It's odd. It's just trying to figure out. How anybody is ever able to, uh, <laughs> how anybody is ever able to make it to the other side of that, and like how anybody is ever able to be successful in this system is is crazy to me. Because I'm a person who talks for a living now, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I'm good at talking, and I can interview people, and people like talking to me and hearing me talk. And I think I'm generally a good person. I, the the only skill I have. And said, I'm a good socializer, but in that situation, I'm, I'm not even who I am. Yeah. You know, I, I can't, I can't do it. I like part of me wants to set up, like I should, we should set me up for interviews and I should get training is what I should do. I, maybe that's a bit we'll do at some point where we hire somebody to train me. <laughs> you want to interview training? I mean, wouldn't it be something to, cause if you saw Brett, dude, if yeah, you I don't saw, know how we get it. If you saw what I look like at a job interview, you would fucking be like, this is, I don't know this person. Like, this is not Brian. Especially when you put me in weird clothes. Yeah. The only reason I got the camera job is because I was able to wear flannel and jeans and right. boots to the interview. And I was like, okay, yeah. Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going? Right. It's me, Murder Brian. I'm here for the interview. <laughs> yeah. Soon as you put my ass in dress clothes, when you were talking about, uh, you're talking, we're going to see the Shark Tank, man. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm Are you going to be melting down? I forgot to say this. Uh, yeah, I, did, I, 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 I don't know if it'll happen or not, but uh, Mr. Wonderful. The billionaire guy from Shark Tank is doing an event in Columbus next week, and I got free tickets. But and they're like real scrupulous because they called me on the phone, and the lady talked to me and said, "Business casual attire is required. Is that going to be a problem?" And I was like, "No, that won't be a problem at all." And then I was like, "Uh oh, what's Brian going to wear?" I don't have anything. I don't know. Can we get you a polo shirt or something? I guess I could probably go to the thrift store and buy a get pair like a of Climacool. Khakis. Get a Climacool polo shirt. Those guys wear that stuff. I don't know. I don't. I don't own any. I don't even. To be completely honest, I don't even know what business casual is, dude. I've never had a job where I needed to know. No jeans. None at all. No. I mean, I worked at a cable company who wore jeans, and that was dressed up. That's not that's not for, that's you don't do business in shorts or jeans. Shorts though. No. As a businessman, you're supposed to wear weekly built pants to show that your legs are exposed and that people could strike you in them or stab you with their like quill pen. So that's why you wear those like really, you know, thin pants that don't hold up to a rose bush the way that jeans do. And you wear what about cargo shorts? shoes that you can't run away in because you like they're real slick on the bottom. So you no. do like the cartoon run where you're just running in place. I will go turn my. That's to show you won't run away from the business deal. What about my North Face shoes? If I turn them in and get the hole, get new ones without a hole in. Um, I mean, I North you, face. you have to explain that if you're doing business on the side of a mountain they're or like thirty dollar pair of fucking. Shoes, what's not the dude? price? I mean, oh. you're. <clears throat> 
I mean, you're not going to do what business can you do in hiking shoes? I have boots. I have like, the Iron hey, Rangers. You, we'll get you like a Jamaican hat or something to wear. Like, and then you can just walk around with your hiking boots wear, and be like, I love the earth, man. You know? You can't wear a Cleveland Indians hat? I, I don't, don't like, know if you can wear that hat. Why? Business people wear hats, dude. No, do they I don't. Do you go buy a Titleist hat? <laughs> yes, that would probably work. That would definitely work. You could go and buy a fucking like, Titleist no, hat. He's, hey, that guy's wearing a hat. Oh, no, it's Titleist. He's fine. He's one of us. I'm. You know what I'm going to do? Uh, I'm going to fucking do it. We get paid before this thing. I can afford I'll go with you. to go and buy fucking business casual clothes. And I will dress business casual for the first time since 2015 when I did an interview and melted down in a green chair that was uncomfortable. Yeah, I am uh, excited. It's going to be funny to see like what would happen in like the bizarro world where you got slotted into some like handshaking job. You know? I don't. I, yeah, I don't know, you know, man. It would. Imagine be- if you. Imagine if like, what if you were just like. Oh, you got to see this fucking house, dude. We fucking gutted the whole thing and flipped it. And you just like, we're going on and on and just on the streets. People were surrounding you and you're like, really? It sounds great. And you're like, yeah, I sell houses. My name is Brian Quinby. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't have a, you know what though? I wonder if I could have been a businessman. If I would have went full tilt businessman. <laughs> Never go full tilt business. (laughs) No, you're not. Businessman is not what. I mean, like, I don't want to be a businessman, but I sort of feel like if I had put all my energy into businessman, maybe I would have been okay at it. I don't really know because I'm not. Yeah, you don't have any of the skills. Or you mean like in another world? Are you talking about like. I don't have the brain for it, really. I don't have the mind for business. Nothing I ever want to do will ever make money. Right. I never think of anything that makes money. You could reverse engineer stuff. So for you to be a business person, you'd have to be like, man, we could really fuck these people over with a $4 fee on this ticket sale. And then you would go to your boss and be like, let's fuck these people over. You know, yeah. you'd have to like reverse engineer it. Oh, okay. You know, okay. where like you would be complaining about profit. You'd have to then, you know, make it into profit. Here's This is from Buff Slot on Twitter. What is Buff Slot? I like that. It was two no. words together. <laughs> I had a friend who for the final interview had to go to a bar with them till at least midnight. And then the final interview was at 6.30 the next morning. The point was to prove that you could do the social parts of the job and abuse yourself for them. <laughs> so <laughs> that's fucking awful. You know what unfortunately happened is... uh Someone I'm related to, I'm not going to out them. I was just about to like tell their story. But someone I know, they uh, graduated from college and found a position at a cubicle place where they put their name on the outside and all that stuff. Nice. But they were 23, 22 or something uh, and got invited to like cocktail hour and ended up getting a fucking DUI because of it. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, like on the way home. uh you know, went over a stop sign too fast or something, but got pulled out and uh, got a fucking DUI. And I mean, <laughs> the expectations of a lot of those jobs is you do go drink. Yeah. Like my- I also just, I would have done anything for a cubicle. The only office job I had was the call center and it was the desk with the walls on each side and a chair. And it's like, that's not a fucking cubicle. Like we say cubicle farm so much cubicle is actually like an aspiration. 
for a lot of people. That's who true. In offices because it's so it's hard to get a fucking cubicle these days. Well, usually you're shared with four other people. Yeah. Yeah, that's even... I would love to fucking keep a call at the call center. Like, I, whenever I see, like, on TV, they show a call center, and it's, like, guys in cubicles, like, kicked back with their feet up talking. I'm like, that ain't fucking... That ain't a real call center. Like, you're... Oh, I used if, to do that. Oh, man, I was always <laughs> sweating and fucking half asleep or pacing around, but I still never got my own... I never got, like, my own space. I didn't either. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. The worst I ever had was just, like, these... The desks were, like, as deep as, like, a laptop keyboard. Like, there was just a keyboard, and then the the monitors were mounted. And you could barely see... Like, they had little blinders that were basically next to you. And it was just, like, sitting up against a fucking wall and having, like, all of your vision taken away. They're nightmares, dude. Showing up every day and looking at, like, the rickety construction and the piss poor quality of the materials is fucking infuriating i know i know went to an open house at a startup and waited 90 minutes before they placed me in an interview spot it ended up being over skype for a position 400 miles away and the guy didn't have my resume no phone allowed while waiting because of company secrecy so he waited 90 minutes without a phone just sitting staring at the wall sitting for an hour and a half wall for 90 minutes and then you gotta pay for that time be there yeah. Yeah. He didn't have to fucking be there. That's, you know, I interviewed for a tech company over 20 total hours for a job that needed me to relocate cross country, included an 11 hour on site in which I had to do a project and present to the whole company. After all that, they asked, they asked for three references. What? Yeah. So they did the work and they presented to the company and apparently it looked like they were looking to hire this person yeah but then they also said i need three references yeah. like, what the fuck is this i mean you sure you can do the work in one day in 11 hours straight but uh could someone vouch for you <laughs> somebody actually told me that they uh, on twitter and I, I can't find the post but they applied for a job at a uh they applied for a job at a movie theater and uh they made them watch three trailers for three movies and then said if somebody came up they said different kinds of guys and they said if somebody comes up to the counter and asks you which movie they should see what would you recommend to them and i'm like nobody fucking comes up to the counter and then people were like yeah people do that and i'm like those people should be put in jail then that's a ridiculous thing to ask you should know what movie brett is dying of tuberculosis across from me i have allergies yeah Tuberculosis. I happens. tried to run earlier today. It was like sipping through a straw. Okay, but yeah, the fun, but the thing about it is that the people that go to movies a lot are can be incredibly um, needy. Problem, problem. They can just become a problem very quickly. Someone that relies on movies for their life and they go like every single day and shit, and then decide they want to work there. You never know what you're going to get. They can be like, I think the new Jason would be great for kids. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I doubt that. Well, I, I don't understand. I can. Yeah. This, this drill for something that probably happens every six months. Somebody comes up to the counter yeah. and said, Hey, movie person, which movie should I see? <laughs> yeah. Like they just don't do that. But you're right though. People that love movies tend to try to get a job at the movie theater think- and then they might not understand like really what they're doing at the multiplex like people at the multiplex are looking for something different 
than people who love films and film yeah criticism. i mean and those are a lot of people's like skulls who are completely solid all the way through are just wandering in there and are like what, what's everybody else seeing <laughs> people do it all the time no, no, yes they do no. there's a lot of them you I see them imagine saying what's everybody else seeing and then just wander i mean i just did yeah. that this weekend right god bless by the way i want to do this right now God bless you theater workers in the United States of America. Yeah, this is a troubling time right now. I went to the Lennox movie theater, uh, AMC movie theater in Columbus, Ohio, to see Avengers Endgame at 625 yesterday. And that place was an absolute fucking shambles. And I feel for every person that was working. What do you mean, like... I mean trash piles uh, so oh high no. above the trash cans. Oh, like, I, you like people balancing it on top and shit. Yes, there was so nope. much. Take balancing. it, take it home. Yeah, that, <laughs> balancing doesn't count anymore. Balancing is canceled. Balancing fucking sucks. You know what my wife does sometimes? She listens. To, I hate that she listens now because I'm going to say this. And she's going to get hot under the collar about it. Yeah, right. But uh, what she does is. Or she used to do. She doesn't do it as much anymore. Is when we would have pizza, she would set the pizza box on top of the trash can, and then her and the kid would pile trash on top of the pizza box. Yeah. Instead of putting it in the trash, so folding I it up, would or- have to take the pizza box and disassemble this tower, and then put that stuff in the trash can, and then <laughs> take the recycling. Yeah. And it was just like this is fucking crazy why are we doing this and at the movie theater yesterday i saw it looked like a fucking dr seuss book it's just like a small cup with a big thing of popcorn with a bag on top of it yeah. another cup yeah <laughs> it's like why are you doing that's so soda hard. there's like streams of soda pouring off of it and little <laughs> And Little Hoosits and Wetzels are catching it in their mouth. That's impossible to empty at that point. It becomes like a huge problem to empty yeah. that. I mean, as soon point. as you touch it, you're going to get fucking infected. I know. And like, it's all going to fall because it was trash cans with a thing that had a smaller round hole on top. And they were piling things up through that round hole and over. So that lid has to come off of the trash can. Before you can take the bag out of the trash right, can. Right. And there was stuff piled all up on the lid up, up because there was a column next to the trash can. No, and they were no, they did it up against the no. column as it went up the, yes, they were. And I was, I went in the bathroom. The floor was soaking wet, See. completely a hundred percent wet with like, I guess piss, maybe not piss, but when people wash their hands, cause there were no paper towels in the bathroom yeah there was no soap in the bathroom gwen said that in the bathroom people were passing toilet paper under the stalls to get it to each other because there wasn't any left this is not the fault of the employees of the amc theaters yeah we should have you know all those nerds going wild like that we should have brought a pack of bullies in to just (laughs) fucking send them them straight Someone should have set them straight. Well, I don't think it's their fault necessarily either. I well, think they're, they're, they're running. They a, do exist. Right. But they're running a business that they don't have enough people working. It's very obvious it, yeah. that they don't have enough people. If it's if all that trash is there 
And it's but it's so long too. It's weird because it seems like it, the theater was only showing that movie. It was only there sh- were like four other movies. Like Dumbo was there, uh, and uh, nobody was at them. Everybody was seeing the fucking goddamn Avengers. They could have yeah. just showed that movie. Um, when I walked into the theater, people were yelling at the theater workers because the movie I was seeing started at six twenty-five. And they didn't open the doors until till six twenty. And you know how those people get about trailers? Yeah. yeah, they were and like the theater just recently started doing assigned seating. This is like the first month that they've done it. So I don't even. I I mean, you do pick your seats on the site, but also people are just kind of probably going click, click like that and just being done with it. Yeah. So like they don't realize it was mass confusion while the trailers were playing. There was a star Wars trailer that people were pissed that they were missing. As I walked in, there was a fucking the whole there. There's like, before you get to the carpet, there is a section that's tile and then it goes off two two different ways. Okay. Uh Left and you can go left or you can go right. And um, the tile area was soaking fucking wet and sticky. And there was candy and popcorn, a layer of it, just covering the whole thing. Couldn't, you need to bring in some extra troops on they this. They should have. I mean, should have just hired then, a third party or something. When I got home, I, I happened to be looking online just to see what people... That's awful. Yeah, I happened to be looking online just to see what what like people were saying about it. People were complaining about it. And I, I, I want to make sure that I completely, 100% say that this is not the fault of the workers at all. This, sure. th- this is a management thing. And uh, resources, allocation, all that stuff. Yeah. Well, capitalism does that better than anything else. (laughs) It's the best way to. But uh, so what happened is I looked and there are 29 theaters that are going to be open 24 seven through the through the whole weekend. And I think through part of next week, which is also another problem, I think, because nobody got the job at the movie theater thinking that they were going to work at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that's true. They're so they're being, I can guarantee you that there are some people who are making very little bits of money that don't have another job that are being made to work hours that they should never have had to work and that they didn't sign up for. Yeah. And, uh, I just, it's crazy, man. I went to pay for an icy yesterday and she was like, it took me a minute to get my money out of my pocket. She's like, take your time. I need to breathe. And I really, yeah, dude, Ran, the place ran. was crazy. It was crazy to me. It sounds like a real Marvel. <laughs> it was. Yeah. It was great. Just, I, it's just weird when you think about these like kind of cultural phenomenons that happen and you never think about the people that are doing like well, on the fourth of the July, people that are facilitating yeah. it, you to get to be a little piggy that runs around and destroys everywhere you go. Right. We don't talk about how on the fourth of July we all get out and we all have a bunch of fun. But the next day, if like, so here we do it on the third, it's called red, white and boom. There's this big fucking celebration where everybody's downtown and they're just kind of like throwing their trash on the ground and doing whatever the fuck they want to do. And if you go walking through downtown the very next day, it's all fucking gone. Yeah. And there's no acknowledgement 
of the people who were actually coming through and sweeping all that stuff up. Yeah, and digging yeah. through all the disgusting trash. Yeah, yeah. Piling it up and get rid of it. It really is important that I'm really glad that people are. I am seeing a lot of people say, take care of. I wish you could tip them, the theater workers. Yeah. Like, there should just even be a tip. There should be a tip jar. They should be paid a bonus. How much money is that fucking movie theater making from this movie? And they just get regular. They don't get, like, combat wages or anything. No, they don't get, probably don't get time and a half. They probably have them all scheduled for 40 hours and not going over, you know? I, I... they don't, it says nothing here about bonus pay and movie theaters are a very odd, uh, movie theaters are a very odd place too, because in, at movie theaters, like when they are hiring, I applied for a job once at a movie theater and when they're hiring, they're very upfront about like, you don't expect any days off. Don't, yeah. You, you shouldn't expect any day during the weekend off. We're open on all the holidays. We're open all the fucking time and you should never. And, and, and it always, that job always, I, they always scared me right out of the interview at movie yeah. theater. <laughs> yeah. That sounds awful. Yeah. And they're not getting rewarded enough to, to spend time away from your family or anything. Yeah. And it, it, I'm reading an article in business insider right now. I have it in front of me. No bonuses, no nothing. For I, what? I, I think for the people that are working oh. at this thing. So I think uh, they reported on that. Well, they didn't say, they didn't report on it. There's oh, nothing oh. in the thing about a bonus. And AMC, if they were giving a bonus, I think. Would brag about it. Would be bragging like crazy. I'm going to look up AMC Theater's bonus online and see if they're doing a bonus. Why would they? They don't have to. Exactly. No. they. Oh, here's latest. Maybe that's a campaign that we should be thinking about. <laughs> Yeah, this unfortunately. Someone says, when I worked at the theater, people would try to tip me, but I wasn't allowed to accept. I was afraid to tech them because I was almost always visible on security cameras, which sucks. Yeah, yeah. Ass. I mean, you should be able to hand cash to anybody that you fucking want. Like, that should be a freedom that we have. Yeah. Well, you <laughs> now, put that in, my, to... in the Constitution of Street Fight. You're allowed to give cash to people. They, they say that that's the government's fault. What is? Like, when I worked at Kroger... They were like, you need to take, take people's, people's groceries, groceries out, out to, to their, their car, car for them. them. Oh, they want to track how much you made, you mean. But you can't take tips. Right. Because the government will come after you. Right. <laughs> right. They told us if, if we took tips, the government would come after us and take the tips away. Right. So I took tips. I don't fucking care. Come and get me, government. You know? Yeah. Try me. So, yeah, AMC, uh, you're on notice. We're looking. Okay. We're... Us, we here at Street Fight are looking to see. We're going to keep check. Let's check every week. Let's check next week when we do our show on the call-in show if they gave a bonus. Okay. And if they didn't give a bonus, I want to like, that's the kind of campaign I could get behind is like get the Avengers. Because now the theaters are pulling this shit too where they're like, oh, we don't make any money off the movies anymore because they're charging us so much to see yeah, them. Yeah. It's like, if you can't make money off of the, the people coming through for this fucking... Like, you got all these people coming through for this fucking movie. Yeah. If you can't figure out how to make money off of it, then why are you in business? Yeah, absolutely. You know? So, they deserve a bonus <clears throat> if... uh 
I, you know, if anybody has any ideas about how to get theater workers a bonus, please let me know if we if we can figure out how to do some kind of a viral campaign. I mean, this kind of thing, if they were unionized, they would have some power to do something here. They, they These workers don't really have any power to, they're just expected to like go through this weekend. Yeah, this and, is just, maybe they'll get... They're not even going to get like a I Survive Marvel's Endgame weekend t-shirts or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. That's I mean, how. That's normally what they do is they're like, oh, man, that was, you know, the boss comes down there. He, like he puts a baseball cap on to yeah. show he's like not business casual. He's casual, casual. Okay. Titleist, though. Yeah, Titleist cap. <laughs> he's like, gang, you know, wow, that Marvel Endgame was crazy. I can't believe we made it. I know a lot of you put a lot of extra shifts. Give yourself a round of applause, you yeah. know. We yeah. got shirts to commemorate this event. We're boy howdy. We're not going to forget it. I know that. You know, <laughs> everybody, tell your shift manager your size. Well, no, actually, it's like we only have large and extra large. So pick between those. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you always say. I mean, that's why they like to give hats and visors. Yeah, too, yeah. You don't have to have a size, right? Throw you a hat or a visor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they deserve. They deserve. I mean, honestly. They deserve time and a half for the whole goddamn weekend. They should. That I mean, that is just a lot of people filtering in there. Yeah, and, and constant, constant. I mean, you're talking about constant human, like people expect the public. We're talking about the general public, the worst customers, the worst people on the planet. Yeah, constant for hours on end, demanding stuff from you. Yeah, yeah, and it's. So fucking challenging to do. I know. I know. I mean, only you... like that's that's why you like young people have to do it anyways. It's just their youthful spirit can be drained. <laughs> we can we can they can be their well can be dug deeper into them. Yeah. I mean, know? what are they given like probably 15 minutes to clean the theater after a showing and every uh, single seat has a person in it? Yeah. And they're all I mean, listen, covered in oil. I usually throw my trash away at the end, but. Don't fucking ever for a second think that I'm in the majority. Most people just throw it on the fucking floor and leave. Yeah, <laughs> that's sure. true. Or just tuck it and tuck it and then just do an oopsie daisy. <laughs> oh, I, I forgot. I forgot. I left that under the seat. <laughs> well, who who's going to know? Really? I think I dropped a vape pen in there yesterday. So an employee that's, got something that's nice. That would that is probably one plus is that like you're like, what is that? Yeah, you know, somebody, someone dropped a fucking little pint of vodka yeah. you know, or something. Yeah, some guy told me on Twitter because I was bitching about I was going at 625. And uh, I was like, so I don't know when to eat dinner. We ended up eating dinner before. Smart move. Because it was three hours. I was going to, but I don't like eating dinner that early. I like to eat dinner at seven o'clock. I am very particular. I have a weird thing about dinner that it has to happen at seven or later. I 645 or later. I don't like it to happen earlier than that because I'm like, yeah, I kind of want to like be done eating. I want it. So it has to be late. Right. Okay. Like that's how I think of dinner. Got it. Is that weird? The how do you, what time do you eat? Whenever. I don't give a fuck, man. <sighs> like four to 9 PM is when I eat dinner. Usually that four is, I would never eat at four. Sometimes it's just like, you know, let's get a whole bunch of fucking food in us right now and then snack later. Like just smart. Load up. I have more energy sometimes in the, in the afternoon to make more food, and then I'm trying to be like that, man. I'm trying to be like less regimented in the time. Like I eat when I get up. I do my thing when I get up that I've talked about 
you know, the, yeah. the soylent and then the Your routine water and shit. And then I usually have a protein bar three hours after that. And then I try to eat dinner at like six or seven every day. And I try to keep it that way all the time. I don't like fucking with it. I don't like to do anything different. Uh, but I want to be more laid back about it because dinner ends up being a huge meal for me because I call it dinner. Mm-hmm. And I feel like dinner has to have a certain amount of stuff. Oh, yeah, like sides yeah. and... Yeah, it's like, okay, well... You drink a big glass of milk? I don't drink... No. <laughs> and then when the when you finish your milk, dinner's over, right? <laughs> I drink a pop for dinner. That's when I drink my one okay. pop per okay. day for dinner. Lately, it's been Baja Blast because they put that in cans. Wow. <laughs> I also found out they had the diet version, so I was excited about that. Yeah, so I drink my pop with dinner, and it, but... So yesterday it was like, oh God, I could eat at five o'clock, which is basically breakfast time. (laughs) (laughs) Eat like a bunch of oatmeal or something. Or I could eat at 10 when I get out of this fucking movie. Which is going to be like uh, two donuts with a hamburger in the middle. Right. And I would be fucking so. A Luther burger. Yeah. I would be dying of hungry by that time. So we ate before. But somebody, first of all, Vrunt, who is the funniest dude in the world, Nate, he told me to sneak a sandwich in, which I said, I smart. know how I would sneak a sandwich into a movie. Cargo pants. He said, you just, he said, you just walk in with it. They don't fucking care, which I could have probably gotten away with, walked in with it because they don't care. But some guy told me he, he never goes, he wears cargo pants to the movies every time. And he never goes with less than two beers in his pocket. Yeah, smart. <laughs> like just fucking cracking open a cold one during a movie is so such a funny. It's the most street fight idea I could ever think of. Is like, somebody just yeah. bringing pocket beers into yeah. the movie? <laughs> now we're enjoying this movie. <laughs> Said he likes to wait till a really loud part to open. He's just his crack beer. it. It yeah. makes sense. So that's a smart move. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, I'd love to eat a sub or something. I actually, I do like the dine-in movie theaters. I'm real big into that. Oh, food's so bad, though. It's not the worst. They don't make good food at the movie theaters. Um, you wouldn't fucking eat at Applebee's. I wouldn't, I know. And now you're saying, oh, but the food at the, that's the same It's food. just because it has the movie in front of me. That's true. I hate them because people talk. People feel like they can just talk at those dine-in movies. That's yeah. Just, I went to one that had t- actual fucking tables. You sat like around facing the screen to see, oh, okay. but like there weren't, you know, back to the screen seat. Right, right. It was just kind of sitting around and looking out like this. And uh, people talked through the whole fucking movie. Yeah, that's because they felt like they were at dinner and it was like, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, ugh, okay. Now, the dining now is like the lazy person experience. You're just like eating inside of a giant lazy boy. And you're, they're just like, I get the, I go there because I don't get like, you know, I don't get the like uh, zucchini fries and shit like that. Like I don't ever get to get that stuff. So that's what I like to get at the movie theater. Oh, it's I dumb shit like that. Like fried food. Sticks. Yeah. Yeah. Bullshit like that. Mozzarella sticks. Yeah. Mozzarella yeah. sticks are good everywhere. Right. Unless they fry it's all a the safe cheese but, out. Yeah. Is... It happens. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't do the dine-in theaters because I like. It's like when we were on that airplane. I told I told Katie this story not too long uh, uh, the other day when we got on the airplane to fly home from Boston, and this fucking horrible human being, <laughs> yep, sat down and opened up a fucking Tupperware of microwaved Brussels sprouts. Yep, and his he had a teen son that was like he probably wanted to move out. 
But because like his, that was his teen son, his teen son, it and smelled his awful immediately. And his wife, and they were just like, I think his wife probably would have divorced him in a. Fucking she was close. Scene. Yeah, because me and Brett were bitching about it, and everybody started like, like, fuck, man. What is that? What is that? Is somebody fucking cutting heaters in here? <laughs> like, is somebody fucking laying ass? I would never lay ass in an airplane. Right. That but, is just my opinion. Oh, I have. I do. Of course you would. I don't you mind. You will lay ass anyway. I am fucking sensitive, and I'll hold it in until I get off the airplane, or I'll go in the bathroom and let the fucking thing go. Okay. But polite. Like this, Once again, the polite guy to farting. Yeah. Well, no. No, I don't want to do that, because, like, my family used to... My dad... So, <laughs> Jason's ass used to fart so loud, right? And I used to fart kind of loud you know and we fucking thought farting was the funniest thing in the world it still is teenage it is funny we thought it was so hilarious and our fucking my stepmom would get so hot under the collar about farting oh and, and us giggling about it that like there was one point where she said if you're gonna fart Go in the bathroom. That's what you're supposed to do. And I always thought that was like so crossing a line. And like, like I was like, nah, man, this is some authoritarian shit. I shouldn't have to go to the bathroom to fart. Like, <laughs> yeah. People farting all over the place. Yeah, that's the world. Know? It's a what fart filled world. Get me to get up and like, if you're at work, do you get up and run to the fucking bathroom so you can fart? You know? If you don't want to get caught. I mean, that's how I am. I'm like, Please, I I never fart, and I have never farted in my life. My my favorite is when you do like a drum cadence on your butt cheeks, and then you finish with the fart. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best way to publicly fart, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, you can tell how kind of repressed I am, because I never... Like, Jason, when he started doing a show, Brett will cut a fucking fart. He doesn't care. Loud one. And Jason giggles every fucking time. I try to ignore it because I'm like, I'm just not going to acknowledge this guy's over here fucking cutting farts, man. Yeah. It's gross. Well, my shit don't stink. He's saying that. He's like, I don't you know, I mean, you're right. And one way, yesterday, I went in Gwen's room. I sat down and started talking to her. And uh, my tummy was, like, gurgling. And I was just like, oh, I just got to get this one this one gasser out of here and I'll feel good. So I did. But the day before, I fucking had a steak for dinner. Okay. And I fucking messed her. Her room was like uninhabitable. Toxic waste for, zone? Yeah, we had to open a window and just fucking leave. I was laying in her bed. She's like, why'd you, why'd you come in here and do that? Yeah. Why do you come in here and do this? And I, I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't think it was going to be like that. I forgot about the whole steak thing. I apologize. I love you. I'll never do it again. Yeah. I've never had that ability. Um, There's another friend of ours that can make a whole house full of people leave for a little bit. You have loud boys, though. (laughs) I do. I love love your loud ass boys. Thanks. I appreciate that. I mean, because that's one of the things about you. Like, we, we can list like three or four things. That I admire about Brett. One of them is his name. I always wanted to steal his name because he has the best name in the fucking world. Two, he's incredibly good looking, which is unfair because I have to stand next to him. And three, he can fart and not like feel any sense of shame, which I cannot do. Like if I do you understand that like probably for the first three years that 
three to four years that we knew each other, you probably never heard me fart or even say that I did. You might have smelled it and I didn't admit it and I held it in. My wife didn't fucking hear me fart for a really long time. I just body shit is so fucked up to me. I hate everything this thing does. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I hate it all. I hate peeing. I hate pooping. I hate farting. I I like having sex, but I hate having like it's one of those things where it's like, oh, why do I need to do this? You know, the sex thing. Sure. Where it's like, ah, it feels so good. You know, I love this. I love, I know people are going to get all turned off by this. Oh, I love this. I love having sex. But then in my mind, I'm like, well, that's so gross what you're doing, though. You know? (laughs) I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. I'm just weird. It works. I just don't like anything. I don't like bodies. I don't, I, I don't like to think about what's inside the, like, what's inside of this. Right. Right. I'm grossed out by it. If I feel my heart beating, I always thought it was odd that when I get that when I get stoned and I can hear my heart beating, it makes me nervous because I'm like, oh, heart's beating. That's fucked up. You yeah, know what I, mean? I shouldn't know about that. Yeah, I just hate having a body. I guess I wish I was like a floating head. Mm, I think that's coming stuff, in the future. All the good stuff happens right here. That's where most of the good stuff happens. Yeah. Somebody tell me if that's a real thing. What? If, like, people who, who, like, are weird about going to the bathroom and any, like, any body function things. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people What that means. Well, I mean, you know, me and my wife aren't the... Like, I do fart in front of her, but um, we don't do, like, the let me come in, run in the bathroom while you're shitting real quick. No, We don't do, like, that kind of stuff. You got to keep a little bit of it like behind the curtain, I guess. You no, know? I would never, I wouldn't, I would never let my wife see me dump. My daughter recently just took a video of her face using the bidet for the first time. And I, I was like, I don't, she's like, want to see it? And I was like, no, I don't want to see that video. <laughs> it's gross. By the way, I might have to get rid of the bidet. Why you do, you did you rot a hole into the bottom of your. Fucking bathroom. I did it perfectly. Okay. I no no problem. Landlord came in and saw it and made an addendum to my lease and said, like, you know, you might want to make sure your insurance covers flooding for those pieces. So I think my landlord's annoyed with the bidet. And my wife's gonna gauge it tomorrow and be like, dude, is this like a if this is a problem for you, we'll just get rid of it. Which will suck because I love it, you know. I uh, I didn't take a shower last night. Wow, that's the first night in many many days, years, three years. Ever since I got fat, I take a shower every single day because backdoor doo doo stuff. Yeah. yeah, just I try <laughs> as hard as I can, you know. And this changed everything. I don't have to take a shower, so that's good for me. Well, I think we did. I tried to get us a long show. I tried to get us a fun show. I hope people enjoyed the fun show. Listening to me gab about my weird neuroses most of the time. Yeah. I'm so... I mean, I just admire anybody who has... Brett's the first person I ever met that had confidence in his body. I never met anybody else that, like... 
Everybody I know. Have you ever heard any of our friends fart? You <laughs> no, think I don't. Of any time you've ever heard any of our mutual friends <laughs> fart? I guess not. That's. Because none of us have confidence. I guess I'm the weird. I'm just like I just the people think I'm psycho. It's true. <laughs> I they I might think they're think funny psycho. if they do them. Even if they smell bad, I still think that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's like it's better than like watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> even if they think you're psycho, dude, I chalk it up to confidence, and I think confidence. There's some is great. really straight lace like. Dink, like dual income, no kid, like really high social climbers that I have made like bathe in my shit fumes before. Yeah, I mean, you don't fucking ever care. Like, you don't care. Like, live shows, you'll be standing in the green room cutting gassers and stuff. Somebody took a dump at the uh, New York show. Uh huh. I wanted to shake their fucking hand in the green room. Uh huh. That means somebody in the green room felt confident enough to do a Duke Duke. Sure. And I was like, I, I'll shake your hand because I would. What never would they do expect? That. What? What would they expect? Like someone to come in and yell at them for sh- taking a shit in there? Can you imagine getting yelled at for taking a shit? <laughs> no, I mean it happens. I'm sure, but uh, I would have yelled at the person. Why? I because it smells. Oh, it's the green room. Go out there with the other people and. <laughs> Go poop in that bathroom. I don't notice. Don't I really don't. Sully this bathroom. I don't notice. It's a green room bathroom. I got to whiz before I go on stage. I want to smell your fucking People shit. stink. It doesn't bother me. I It bothers me. That, that's why I take a shower every day. I don't ever want to smell bad. When we did the patent thing, I fucking took a shower last night and I took a shower this morning. I skipped the day before, but I took a shower last night and this morning. And just before we go, just... To hear, get a window into my fucking insane brain. Maybe this is my wife, too. Uh, last night, she said, uh, so you're going to walk to do the patent interview? And I was like, yeah, you know, one of the bonus things to doing shows at home is that I can live my normal life and then go do it. And it makes me feel more like me. And I really like that. And like, this is kind of a big deal to me. This is a guy that I kind of admire and. I'm nervous about it, so I'm just going to, like, take my regular walk because I walk by that hotel anyway when I do it and go over to the interview and then walk home. And she was like, you sure you want to do that? And I was like, why not? She was like, I mean, your shoes have, like, a little hole in them. Like, you're not going to, like, dress up to do this interview? And I was like, I wasn't going to. She's like, Brett's going to dress up. And I was like, I don't think he's going to. And she was like, pfft. I know Brett. Brett's going to dress up. I mean, if it was me, I would dress up. This is an interview. This is very important. And I was like, is he going to, uh, do you think he'll be mad if I don't dress up? And I went through hell for 45 minutes, like an actual anxiety attack, laying in the car with my wife, trying, and, and like, I kept saying shit like, well, nobody asks for me and then expects a guy that's dressed up. Like, yeah. <clears throat> street fight isn't like a thing yeah. where we would be dressed up or we would be expected. I would. I don't would think pro- Pat Oswald cares what I wear. It would. Yeah, I think it would creep him out if <laughs> I, I showed up in like business casual. I don't you know, know what you like French blue shirt, like a business interview outfit. I think like, she thought. Hey, hey, Pat, great to link up with you today. I think we're going to have a great. We're going to have a great. Uh, results when it comes to this this uh cohesion we got going here i thought she thought stage clothes i think is what uh, she was maybe oh saying. got it 
But even I mean, then, it's like, I did my hair and like trimmed my beard and shaved and shit. Like, why did is that dress up nowadays? No, that's just I, what she, a girl's got to do to look good. She probably meant jeans and boots and flannel and oh, she nice like the, are you gonna wear like the costume? Are you gonna costume. wear Yeah, she wants what I wear on stage at shows, not my sw- my long shorts and oh. t shirt. And she's uh, she's not con- she's not confident in your long shorts, huh? Nobody is except for me. I think they're great. These are yeah, I can't, I can't even. I can't even. The shorts. I can't even see your knees. Yeah, Patton didn't mention the shorts. I was gonna make sure I asked him about the shorts before the end of the show, but it wasn't that kind of interview. But I should have. He could have. He would have been fine. It with Would have been important to ask him about the shorts. We'll ask m- m- more often. Just remind me when we're doing an interview thing to ask about the, the shorts. shorts. Right. Yeah. We need to get everybody's take. I didn't bring the vodka either. He was uh, drinking some fine wine, but I should have brought the vodka to have him try. Yeah. Well, it's, it, it was just so weird. Like, what would he have, like, in my wife's mind, I think she thought of it like when she gets a job interview and it freaked me out. If her saying it freaked me out. It's like, but I know more about my thing uh-huh. than she does obviously you right. know what i mean but like my self-confidence is so fucking low i know that anybody can say something <laughs> that you can send me down a spiral just by asking me what would be yeah. kind of a normal question but i just don't think you need to dress up to do street fight that's it yeah that's i agree i agree I made the right decision. I wore the long shorts. Now you're now now I'm kind of now Katie's got me second guessing myself. Maybe what? I should maybe I should have worn like a tie or like a suit or something. No, like, she thought like you I'm would, ready for Letterman. No, she thought you would dress like you do on stage and shit. You yeah. would do the like nice jeans and the nice shoes and that's cool a, that's shirt. That's all the time. That's not just for stage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I want. I mean, I just wore a time. t-shirt. I just wore a t-shirt. Really, no, you long, looked great. I wore a long sleeve T-shirt. I didn't really get all dolled up. Yeah, which she thought we were gonna get. She thought you would get all dolled up and make me look like a fool in my long shorts and T-shirt. And but then, again, I mean, in like fresh pressed khakis. And then, and then Patton would be like, "You guys couldn't even fucking get dressed up for my yeah for this interview." Like, like, I guess I'm nobody, huh? huh? I guess, <laughs> guess I'm, guess, I'm fucking nobody. I guess we're the same. I guess I didn't earn. I get, didn't get earned the right to wear these athletic shorts. You can wear them too. You. <laughs> Okay, you can just say you're doing my job. It's 2019. <laughs> it's 2019. Mm-hmm. People wearing fucking athletic shorts everywhere. Yeah, haven't even done the work. Yeah. Okay, whatever. I was like, you're I interviewing think- for me. I, I don't. I was like, I don't think he sees this as like a. a, a I don't think he sees Street Fight as something of two like really well dressed men. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> like show up to things and are like, oh, oh, I'll have a expensive scotch. It's like that's not even yeah. like the brand of the thing. No, I know? was I did my run today in a long sleeve Deadpool like moisture wicking shirt and a pair of basketball shorts that are just covered in, like, joint burn holes. <laughs> that was, like, running down the street. And I just kept thinking, like, Patton, like, comes to places like Columbus and sees someone like that. It's like the time you were, you got a, a flat tire and you had no shoes oh, on. Hard, a fucking, I. When, wait, what happened? Yeah. So, uh, I go to drop my wife off at work uh, Tuesday through Friday. Every Tuesday through Friday, I drop her off. 
And sometimes during the summer, I just fucking get out of bed and go. And and I was one morning wearing Adidas. I wear these Adidas shorts to bed, the same ones every night, gray with black stripes. And uh, I had an AJ Styles Bullet Club t-shirt, which at the time was very cool. It said something in Japanese across. It said AJ Styles in Japanese across the top. But it had two guns and a bunch of bullets and shit on it. And I dropped her off. I wasn't wearing shoes. Yeah, you're just like waking up, drop her off. Yeah, I wasn't trying to pull it's some legal. barefoot as legal. I wasn't trying to pull some barefoot as legal shit. I just was tired. And I. it's early in the morning. I dropped her off. I get there. This motherfucking truck, this grocery truck thing, drives. I'm turning. He's pulling forward, and I'm honking and shit, and he's not stopping. He drives over my tire. Like, his tire goes up above and flattens, just flattens my fucking tire. And I don't, like, I didn't have a tire to switch. Right. You know? And uh, I didn't bring my cell phone with me, so I didn't have a phone either. And uh, I was just, like, standing outside. The car didn't have tires is what it was it was the kind of car that didn't have a yeah. spare tire in the back and uh i'm standing outside my wife's work i can't drive i'm wearing no shoes shorts and a shirt with a bunch of fucking guns all over it and i'm like trying to figure out what to do finally i just go up to my wife's work and talk to the security guard and i'm like can you call my wife so i can get a you know <laughs> like get a ride home yeah. and get this thing taken care of it was so uh, it was humiliating. Yeah. That's why I wear shoes now. That might also be like a big shoes thing for yeah. me. Because I was You got fucking, caught shoeless. Yeah, I got caught shoeless standing in my wife's fucking work at an office building. Yeah. In the middle of downtown Columbus without fucking shoes on and a pair of sweatshorts. It was terrible. Yeah, I so have. So embarrassing. I have uh, this pair of slippers that have like an outdoor bottom on them mm-hmm. but like i do not wear them outdoors like i just don't want them to be outdoor shoes i just like wearing the hard bottom in the house outdoor indoor people are so weird um so we were going to pick up my wife and i had like two kids with us extra kids and i just walked out in my slippers and was like ah, we're gonna go pick her up whatever we go we drop off the other kids. We're running late. So like, let's go get something to eat. And we pull up and I'm like, I'm wearing slippers right now. And I'm just like, I probably feel closest as I could to you. Yeah. Where it just feels like the, a hole in the earth is like opening up and like <laughs> swallowing me down into it where I feel like I just want to get away from that place or that like, I can't move. And I'm like, I'm going to, I can't walk around in this place wearing fucking <laughs> slippers. And then I was like, you know what? There's a million people a day that I see walking around wearing slippers and sleep pants. You'll be fine. Yeah. And I just like walked in in my slippers and uh, sheepishly, sheepishly like stood in places where there was like a shadow. <laughs> like I just would like find find the dark corners and then made my wife go get the food and everything. So, so nobody funny. saw me in my house shoes. So funny you like thinking about you being at like like a McDonald's or something and apologizing because you're in slippers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Counter, yeah like, exactly. I'm sorry, I didn't respect this place the way. 
They should have been. I'm in public. I am apologizing. <laughs> not you. very presentable right now. I'm not as dressed up as, you know, my friend's wife expects me to be. <laughs> I'm hey, you know, yeah, Katie will freak you out sometimes just with a concern that yeah. out of left. Like she'll just get me. She's kind of implanted in there. Yeah. See where you take it. The dress up. Here, thing. run, run with this. Yeah, just run with this in your fucking crazy ass <laughs> life. What, what, what's gonna happen in your fucking big dumb crazy head if I say this? She was really trying to be helpful. Oh, I know. And she she's just trying put to put on a nice business suit. Those are just probing questions, like really figure out what's this gonna look like tomorrow. She's trying to help you, like. Get a concrete idea of what your day is going to be like, yeah. and, you know, all that. She's just a normal person that doesn't understand that her husband is, like, not, like, can't handle normal Well, she she's challenges you. She's just yeah. not going to let you get away with it. Yeah, <laughs> she does. I mean, I just, it's weird. I wish I could handle, like, normal questions without it turning into a downward shame spiral like every time because i did i did consider putting the jeans and boots and flannel on today and just wearing it and going in and being uncomfortable yeah she brought it up and then i started thinking like harp well first this, the other weird thing that i did was like are people judging me for not like dressing up more is that is her saying that something that she heard from somebody else who said Brian doesn't wear the jeans anymore? That Brian should like what's up with him? Is he depressed that he only wears sweat shorts now? And I'm uh -huh. like, has he given up? Has he given up? Yes, kind of on the pants front. On, I, on uncomfortability. Yeah, I just want to be comfortable. I mean, I walk all day. I yeah. don't want to do I, that in jeans and boots. Yeah, it's crazy. Maybe we we need to get you some stuntman jeans. That have like action panels sewn into them with like, so <laughs> no, I mean, you can do kicks, you can do like scissor kicks in them and shit. Yeah, but you they're can... the, like Dean Ambrose has those. Okay. And they're ugly. Oh. Like they're, they don't look, if you could get some that look like raw denim that I could okay. roll up the bottom stylishly like I do before I go on stage. Uh huh. Maybe okay. I'll look into that. But in, in this case, it's like, I, I like the long shorts. I like the long Nike shorts. I like the Adidas shorts. I even have this one pair of long you're shorts. You're like, you're like, are you a, are you so you're you're a, you like the Bloods and the Crips? Like you just every. Well, I mean, I just like. Gays I like. In I general. love DC. I love Marvel. <laughs> I do though. <laughs> I love gangs you know, in general. I mean, I I'm DC. like uh, Star Wars, Star Trek. I'll take both, please. Me, yes. Well, not. <laughs> Star Trek movies. You know what made me really proud? And actually, new Star Wars movies, right? Is, I've never seen any of them. Oh, During, I thought you saw well, one. Seen, you saw the one. I've seen Attack of the Clones and Return of the Jedi. Didn't you see Solo? I didn't see. I've seen Solo and Rogue One. Solo. I feel like I didn't need to see anything else to see those. That movie looked like a cam. It was bad. That was a dark movie. A like that was movie. like what the fuck, man? It just felt like looking on like a really small TV, like I used to watch. Like a did 19... you see it? Yeah, I saw it on the big screen. My... Wait, did we watch it together? Didn't we? We didn't know. Oh, I watched it with your kid, maybe? Mm, I don't think so. We saw it with like Jurassic Park. Oh, that wasn't Solo. You're thinking of the wrong movie. I did see Solo, too. We saw like The Purge and Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Wow. Jurassic World and the first Purge. Oh, I, okay. I did see Solo for sure. But uh, yeah, no, I've only seen Attack of the Clones and Return of the Jedi. Yeah, true fan. <laughs> Well, I don't care about it. 
we're just talking to the kid. I mean, look, we usually do a call-in show, so this can be as long as we want it to anyway. I'm not trying to rush out the door here. Uh, me and Jace, the, Jason probably is. Jason would like to. <laughs> sorry, Jason. I'm not like, I'm just, me and the kid uh, yesterday at the movies, they played a trailer for the new Star Wars, which uh-huh. they're calling the last one. Which I don't believe, even for a fucking second. The last Star Wars, it's the new Star Wars is called the 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 Rise of the Skywalker, oh. and they are saying that that's gonna be it. It no more new Star Wars after that, unless it's like an off, uh, 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 another like Solo. But they're not even making those anymore. So they're saying this is it for Star Wars. The only Star Wars you're gonna get from here on out is on the Disney app. That they're making, they're gonna have some TV shows about like side oh. characters from Star Wars. Don't ever. I mean, I, I bet you within a year they announce the next trilogy of Star Wars movies. So, uh, my kid during the trailer, like when I'm watching a trailer for these new Star Wars movies, I'm like, this looks fucking neat, man. Like it just looks cool. It's yeah, like these whole big new worlds. It's like a bunch of stuff I've never seen before. Robots. But having not seen the movies, I don't care. And and like my daughter was like, I doesn't even look good. You know, she's like, eh, whatever. I don't not care about it. this movie. And we're talking after the movie a little bit, and it's like, it feels like you have to watch too much stuff. To get into Star Wars at this point, so yeah, it's not like as easy as like uh, Marvel Endgame. Yeah, you don't have to watch. You know, you have to watch like eighteen movies for that one. Twenty one movies, twenty first in the series. But you didn't. You really could have just got by watching the Avengers and Age of Ultron and Infinity War, right? You wanted to 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 watch Endgame, but uh. But you would have got a lot more out of, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I the Marvel movies came out started at a time where I was going to see every blockbuster movie that came out. Yeah, it was during a summer where I had been kind of into weirder movies and shit. And then uh, there was this summer where I didn't have to work, and I was like, I'm gonna go see every one of the blockbusters I've never seen. I, I've never seen most of them. It was actually kind of a bummer I didn't get to tell Pat and I love Big Fan. Have you ever seen Big Fan? Oh, I haven't, but I know it. <laughs> it fucking rocked. Like, I was into stuff more like that. Yeah, you should have said and that. during this whole summer, it, that movie's so great. I'm going to fucking message him and tell, now I'm going to start annoying him in DMs. You're like, hey, uh, come back in town. I'll dress up next time. Yeah, but so, <laughs> <laughs> so, um. So, but the Marvel movies came out. The first Marvel movie came out during a summer where I, I just kind of decided I was going to see every single big movie that summer. I don't know why it was, and that was maybe lots the, of free time. There was, and I was, you weren't walking. I was waking up and smoking weed every day, and then walking out of my house to the movie theater at ten thirty in the morning. And watching a movie and then, you know, walking home from the movie. Like, it was, I was walking, but I was walking to the movie theater instead. And I was oh. getting high all day, which is not something I do now. And I was just kind of, like, aimless at that time. That was the year that I think kind of fucked me up for, like, movies and entertainment and shit. Because, like, I watched all the blockbuster movies after, like, skipping them for a long time. And I was like, ah, these are actually fun. Because I think if you're not 
I think if you're not like watching them all the time, if you're not watching action movies all the time, or you're not watching these Marvel movies all the time, popping in and seeing one of them. Yeah. Uh, like if you went and saw Infinity War, you'd be like, God damn, that was fun. You know, right. I kind of enjoyed that. But I did that for the whole summer and I liked all the movies because I'm weird and i like every i like everything i see the first time at a movie theater yeah and if it's big and loud <laughs> yeah and uh that's that's when i just decided like this is my life man i like these movies now i'm a blockbuster guy i'm a big blockbuster guy i like big fucking gigantic movies i like uh party music because that was also like when i quit listening to things like uh radiohead and stuff like that, where it was just like, this shit is too hard to grab a hold of. I'll just listen to, like, uh, you know, what the cars. That was when I started listening to a lot more classic rock because it seemed so easy and it seemed so universally yeah. accepted. And I've kind of got past that. But yeah, there was just this period of my life where, like, I quit watching good movies. I quit watching. I, I mean, I watch all the prestige TV shows, but I don't think they're great. I don't think they're like brilliant pieces. Of yeah. You, you and Matt Chrisman have done enough to break me of that. Yeah. Sorry about that. But no. I mean, but it is just a thing to sell commercials. Yeah. I mean, they're fun, but they're yeah. not important. Right. It, right. They're, they're not any more important. Like people were for a period saying like, Breaking, why would you read a book when you could watch like yeah. Breaking Bad or The Sopranos? Yeah, I mean, I found out it was like, oh, have you seen that? And I'd say, no. And then they'd be like, oh, okay. And then go on, to, we could talk about a million other things. But then like, someone would be like, yeah, I've seen that. And like, oh, remember this part when they just, and like, they can go off all about it, but I'm not missing out on anything. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, I'm trying to take, because I've been so immersed in kind of mainstream movies and shit like that. I'm trying to take recommendations more from people and just doing it, just watching the movie because yeah. like, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm, I don't feel like I'm like allocating my time, my entertainment time to the most effect. Like you can watch a bunch of bad shit if that's what you enjoy. And I do, but uh, boy, I, I feel like maybe I should, See something inspirational or like stuff. really well done. <laughs> yeah, I would because I I just don't watch anything good. Anyway, yeah, you know. Yeah, every movie I see is bad. Yeah, I um I I've been like also and, and this has been a long time, but I've trained myself to stop being like I'm not in the mood for this. I'm just like I said I want to see this. I put it on my fucking list, or someone recommended it. Like I'm just gonna turn it on and watch it and go for the fucking ride. Like it and I'll be you know and I you know. I'm I'm talking about these are all like award winning movies, you know, that I'm like trying to figure out which one to watch and wasting so much time. It's just like I've watched it and figure out for myself, you know. Right. And a lot of times I'm not in the mood for this is because it's a more difficult movie or it's yeah. a sad movie or it's a movie without uh, a lot of hope in it. Yeah. And like those are valuable experiences. I mean, I watched I mean <laughs> I remember watching Requiem for a Dream and being like, why the fuck did I do that? <laughs> yeah. But it also felt like I won in the end. Like, yeah. I watched this and I made it through it and it was great. It's just kind of the same way Gwen, when I take her to see a horror movie, I took her to see Us. 
and she also saw the new Halloween. Like she's gotten very into horror movies. I'm gonna when we're on vacation, there will be a Gwen show. I'll get her to talk about it a little bit. But when it's over, inevitably, the thing she says to me, it wasn't that scary. Yeah, and it like just I know that it scared her, but she just like wants to prove like no well, i'm older and it like wasn't actually that scary right. for old kids like me yeah you know? <laughs> yeah it takes a while to get understand that it's it's fun to be how fun it is to be scared sometimes my niece is really into like all of the hardcore horror movies her dad yeah took her to see it when it came out and it just it fucking grabbed her I mean, she has always been, I should have her on too sometime because she's always been like really fascinated with death and stuff, which is strange. Uh, the, I, you don't see a lot of kids. Like, I mean, my no, daughter, she was funny. She was like five or six years old and she would say, hey, m- hey, mommy, if we go grab that squirrel and squeeze it really hard, blood and guts will come out of its <laughs> eyes, right? Yeah, yeah. She like, just, yeah, but yeah they're filled with blood and guts. <laughs> she saw it. And uh, then she was like, can, you know, now she's like, she wants me to take her to a concert with a mosh pit really mm-hmm. bad, which I'm going to do, obviously. Um, and I took them to see us. She wants to see this next movie that is sounds really scary that I don't know who's going to take her because her mom won't take her. Her dad doesn't go to the movies very much. I am not. I can do it. Fucking seeing this movie because it looks scary. I it's, can do it. I, I can't think of what it's called, but she is just, you You should let her know that you would go see it. Cause it's one that I'm just like, I can't, it's about like a woman ghost. Uh, hold on. Um, I'll get you the name of it. So, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. Is it out already? It is coming. The posters are all up in the theater. It's a big summer movie. Those horror movies, they just pump out so many horror movies. People love them. Yeah. They, they, uh, that movie ma, I might go see. Did you see that? About this, oh, the, it's called The Curse of La Llorona. Oh, okay. And it's, uh, I'm going to read you a little bit. In 1970s Los Angeles, the legendary ghost La Llorona is stalking the night and the children. Ignoring the eerie warning of a troubled mother, a social worker, and her own kids are drawn into a frightening supernatural realm. Their only hope of surviving, surviving La Llorona's deadly wrath is a disillusioned priest who practices mysticism mysticism to keep evil at bay wow and uh sounds frightening trailer did make it scary actually the trailer for fucking ma is about a lady that meets these teens and she they ask her to buy them alcohol so she Uh buys them alcohol and she's like why don't y'all come to my house and party and they go to her house and party and then she becomes like a total creep and starts stalking them in real life and that's like, awesome. Yeah, it looks scary as fucking hell, man. Yeah, that sounds cool. It's I mean, Octa- uh, it's my- Octavia Spencer is Ma. Oh. And she is really fucking creepy in that movie. Yeah, I um my general take for movies is I will just wait a few years and then like whatever people are still talking about. Like if if a movie is good, and someone brings it brings it up later then that that cements in my mind that people remembered something about it and weren't just watching it because it was the newest thing out. I mean that's really smart with especially with these Marvel movies that you know I I was kind of talking about Joss Whedon because he posted some dumb thing about politics Bernie or something. Bernie Sanders, yeah. Yeah, and I was just kind of talking about 
how like he fucking made the first Marvel movie that made me think these movies suck, which was Age of Ultron. Right. And uh, he made the Justice League, which <laughs> I didn't hate that fucking movie. I, I felt like it was just another comic book movie, but it didn't get the DC tone at all. It just felt like another Marvel movie to me. And uh, so I like Justice League, actually. Yeah, I thought it was fine, but I didn't think it was like I liked the tone of the Zack Snyder DC movies. Like I enjoyed Batman versus Superman and uh, the first two Superman movies. Mm -hmm. I liked those fucking movies. But then I started talking to people about the Marvel movies and realized like nobody remembers these things. Yeah, these things are just like you watch them. You get done, you go away. But when they come out, they seem so important. Like, it feels like everybody... Ha- yeah. It's crazy how they're able to get even somebody like me who's who feels like I'm pretty hip to, like, advertising and shit like that. And, you want to be on the crowd. Well, I just... Well, the thing is, it feels like, well, if I don't know about it, I can't talk to anybody about it. But it's like, why do we always have to be talking about movies? It's such a teenager thing to think. That you have to see a movie because everybody's going to be talking about it. I mean, it, it is shorthand and it's taken over completely our culture. I mean, people are wearing superhero stuff every under all of their clothing, all their underwear, all of their... Don't egg, say. I, that's depressing. Athletic gear. That. Like all of the, you know, pens, pencils. They wear a Captain America shirt underneath their business shirt. And then like they unbutton it and look at it in the mirror when they're... <laughs> Using the restroom. I don't want to think that adults are wearing superhero underwear at all. They I, like, definitely I don't are. Want to think that. That's Very popular m- underwear. Really? Yeah, of course. People well, I are. mean, I do see like the whole I mean, body I pajama suit. I would say, I mean, yeah, I see the t-shirts, all of the gear every time I go. I mean, it's taken over uh, everything. It feels like, and it is people that, like I said, there's just not like there isn't. Like there's no Luke, I am your father. There isn't anything that has come from these that is really like everybody can like remember that part. Like I can't think of any that like I am Iron Man when he said I am Iron <laughs> sure, Man. Yeah. yeah, Iron Man. Yeah, Hawk Smash is pretty popular, but that was before, right? Well, uh, yeah. I, I mean, uh, like I don't hear people say anything that is like, oh, that's from that movie. It's like Harry Potter. I feel like gets referenced way more than. The Marvel too, too shit. Much. Well, yeah. There's, there's such a, there's a large amount of Harry Potter stuff. Yeah, I know. Like, they're they're, they're working still on still making those movies. The the Beast movie or whatever. Yeah. It's My daughter never liked Harry Harry Potter. She liked Percy Jackson for nice. one movie. Yeah. And then was like, I, I don't care about that. We were talking about when we were younger or when my daughter was younger going to the movies with uh, kids. I was talking to Drew Toothpaste about this, actually, about going to the movie with kids. He was like, I like to sit in the back of the theater so I can turn the brightness all the way down on my phone and just look at my phone. And I said, I have like a super low tolerance for kids movies. Like, I can't stand them. I feel like trapped when I'm watching them. Uh, I also have a new theory about kids movies about the kids movies where they're like there's a little something in there for adults uh-huh that those movies are almost entirely for adults and kids don't grab on to them the same sure. way that we think they do like i don't see a lot of kids that are like super into like up or the incredibles or anything or 
they're mostly yeah. into really shitty bad I know some kids. kids movies. Incredibles hit everybody. Maybe the Incredibles is Yeah, one. that's not a, yeah. I might be Up for sure. No kid likes Up. Right. It, it's, that's I, like a Hallmark card. That's just for sappy sentimental old people. Well, I was just saying with 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 like Gwen and shit, it feels like they liked stuff that no adult could ever like. They liked Hannah Montana. They like that's the stuff they really, really liked. My nieces and Gwen did like they really. And I think that those movies, those those really those kids movies like The Incredibles and Up and stuff like that are specifically designed so that for more for adults. So adults will be like, oh, I got to take my kid to see this. this movie. I don't know. I got to defend <laughs> Pixar and say they do like some pretty heartwarming stuff that can anybody of any age can make sense of it and find a lot of meaning in them. Right. Do you think it's the they're like, it's become, really talented artists. Do you think the kid that children become super fans of that in the same way that they do like my little pony or Barbie? Cause Gwen never, uh, I guess there you was won't a have any tolerance for watching, it. You would never put it on. I put, actually I did though. When, when I'm stay at home, dad, I would put shit on for, and I would just put whatever whatever she wanted on. And did they I do would, Nemo? We never really the Pixar Nemo. Did, yeah, yeah, that's fucking crazy. But All she never watched that movie. Cars were fucking huge. She liked Dumbo, Cinderella. She liked all that's the old princess shit. movies. Yeah, and then she she liked um, Hannah Montana, Wizards of Waverly Place, Jesse. These but, just really loud. Uh, like Saved by the Bell type TV shows is what she, she bought way more into that than she did the Pixar stuff, which me and Katie took her to all the Pixar movies when they when they came out. Like we took her to all of them. We, yeah. we saw Wally. We saw all the ones from when uh. she was. And and I feel like I remember seeing Wally and being like, ah, oh, God damn, that was a, well, you know, we're leaving. And me and Katie are like, God damn, that was like a good movie. That was that was really interesting. And Gwen was like, I, I thought it was boring. And I was yeah. like, oh, well, okay. Yeah. I, mean, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not all animation has to be for children as well. I mean, it's not immediately children. That's like saying video games are only for children, too. Right. But know? I thought those movies, I guess those movies are made for families. Yes. More than they're made for just like kids' movies. Right. Kids' movie is more like the Mr. really Peabody cynical. <laughs> I took Gwen to see that. It was horrible. <laughs> you mean Charlotte like, watched that one a few times, but it was like before she had like a personality. Yeah, I don't remember it. I mean, they just tend to like the JoJo Siwa. Yes, Charlotte watches some pretty junky crap. You know? Yeah, she's been into some crap. And Gwen watched. Gwen had this fucking DVD called Barbie Swan Lake that was one of the worst animated oh, I've seen things it. I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. She watched it a thousand times and always wanted to see it. And I always just assume, like, oh, just kids like crap. Yeah, kids do love the worst stuff. <laughs> yeah. They, I mean, the stuff they really like is something that you, as a parent, you can't get into. I guess like, that's I, what I'm trying I to I got to tell Erica to, like, stop shit-talking what she's watching all the time yeah because i mean you either have to like shut it off and say it's unacceptable you know i mean she she thinks like she's guiding her thinking about it but i'm like just you know let her watch i mean if you don't it's annoying it doesn't make any sense but just let her fucking watch it you know right yeah turning it off and saying it's unacceptable is like 
one of those things that's like if it's not offensive and it's not bad it's just you're just kind of being a dick yeah you're like caillou <laughs> caillou really sucks like every parent that has sit through caillou it sucks but yeah. it's also their kids are at an age when they like caillou when it's not good to be picking on them i like always that. yeah i always think about saved by the bell now and mtv those are the two things i think about we're like as a teenager from probably the age of 11 until probably the and then to like 26, the college years right uh, well no saved by the bell is one of those things this is like a fucking horrible tv show you look at that fucking tv show and you're like who would ever like this everybody did but i was a fucking obsessed with it or like you with city guys you still sing the goddamn city guys song yeah, i'll bet I, you you would watch an episode of city guys right now if you could. i'd be embarrassed yeah if i watched i would yeah. not watch it because i can stinks. imagine seeing it and uh saved by the bell too was huge i mean but that was for like kids that weren't adults it's yep. like hannah Mont- yeah it's just for 11 or 12 year olds, the one who imagine what it's like when they're going to be teenagers. You yeah. Know? And you're never supposed like parents are always like, why are you watching this crap? Why would you ever like this? And it's like, well, I'm a kid and I'm like not as developed as you. And I don't really have like my taste figured out. A lot of kids, a lot of times kids are just watching what their friends tell them. See, the I don't think, I don't know. I disagree. The, the kid stuff that's out now is like so fucking incredible. Like my little ponies, when we were a kid was like these really horrible still animations of these ponies, like, you know, solving a mystery or whatever the fuck it was with their powers. But now it's like, they get into like social issues and like how to treat other people and self-esteem and like acceptance. And, uh, you know, Steven universe is like on another level of wokeness with like relationships and inclusivity and you stuff. Were just watching Shira when I, she was huge. Yeah. This like, I feel like we're in the day and age now where it's like so the stuff is actually quality and like Charlotte does like stuff like My Little Ponies where she follows along with a long story arc and they they pay off. You know, it's not like like someone told me that they used to watch Dragon Ball Z and they gave up because they watched like for eight weeks in a row or nine weeks in a row. And then because of the way that the the TV seasons were set up, they would just reboot the tapes at the beginning. So they just they had 26 tapes of Dragon Ball Z. They would play 20 fucking four of them over and over again as yeah. part of the syndication. And it was just like, what the fuck? I'm not going to watch this guy power up again, you know? Yeah, we used to talk. We've talked about this a lot on the show about when we were kids, like... Well, I've said this about YouTube videos. I've done other people's podcasts where they, they're like, as a parent, are you weirded out by kids watching your kid watching a lot of youtube shows and shit like that and i every time i answer it the same way where it's like okay like well it's they don't ask me on podcast it's like other podcasters will ask me and brett parenting stuff a lot of time and comedians will ask us parenting stuff because we're the only dads they know i think and uh i i i remember i think it was the chapo guys who asked me about those youtube videos those weird fucking youtube videos and i said uh i think that when i was a kid i was watching shit like he-man and the gobots and they were just tv shows that were done as cheaply as possible written by fucking probably some guy chomping on a cigar and saying these kids eat this shit up and they were just commercials for fucking toys you know oh yeah and it was the most cynical possible thing at least on youtube a lot of times if they're watching the right stuff obviously if your kid's really young they don't know what to watch but if they're watching 
what Gwen watches, at least, it's like people her age talking and playing and making something up. Like, who better <laughs> to make stuff for teenagers than other fucking teenagers? Yeah. Maybe a few years older, like, telling them <laughs> to believe in themselves. And, and, like, you know, back, you know, some idiot like 16 year old telling 14 year olds that it gets better is like a lot better than some cigar chomping creep selling you he-man yeah well and it's it's also ridiculous when they're like well they can't be on the screen all day unlike me an adult who's on the screen all day and they're born into a world where you need to be on a screen all fucking day (laughs) they shouldn't be looking i i look for the behavior you know for me it was um, I had heard from other people that they watched like Ryan's toy review. They watch any of those unboxing videos. And then all of a sudden they have a kid that expects to get a toy. Every time they go to the store, they think that you're going to, you can do You always get a new Lego set all the time. And for that was what it was is like, I told Charlotte, like they are, they have a budget. Like I explained behind the scenes what they're doing here. I tell her, uh, real mommies and daddies do not have all the time in the world to play with you the way that these families on YouTube do because they're doing a show. They're working right now. They're not actually playing with their kid. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yes. And yeah. so she gets caught up in it and really likes it and and tells me about it and she enjoys it, but she doesn't beg for fucking stuff. She doesn't yeah. beg for things. She's happy with what she got, what, what she has, what she's got. <laughs> she's happy with what she got. And, uh, <laughs> And uh, so that's for me. That's the behavior. And also, if we say no, it's time to shut it down for its bedtime. She turns it off or we know five more minutes, which is fine. She, she sticks to that. It's like I'm I'm big about that, too, with her is I feel like a lot of kids can't handle the transition from like, you know, lunchtime to bedtime to playtime and all that stuff. And that you do really have to be like. Or you have two more minutes and then we go, but like you really have to wrap it up instead of just being like ripping it out of her hand and being like it's bedtime. It's like that's a good reason to start crying, yeah. you know. You're pretty you instead are, of like you are good at that. Finish your video, like finish your fucking video, and then we'll go. You know, yeah. always letting them kind of like the 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 thing about having a kid that at least I've figured out was that you have to let them think that they're running the show at least a little bit, like. I, 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 if you want to, I guess like I want to raise a kid that's confident around other adults. I want to raise a kid who will understand that when she's 18, she's an adult and that, do you understand? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, so that like she will have that self-determination and she won't be stuck in some weird arrested, like 14 year old thing where she can't cook nobody's ever made her cook nobody's ever made her do anything like i'm trying to give her i'm trying to give her the tools to deal socially in the world when she is out of my purview yeah you know and uh i think it's important that i get i i've always felt it was very important to at least give her the illusion that she's making decisions and that she's part of the family or part of the decision making structure within the house even if she's not like, yeah, I'm not, I don't let her decide how much money I'm going to spend on her on like summer clothes. You know, I make that determination and I'll maybe I'll buy you a pair of Birkenstocks and maybe I fucking am not going to. You definitely are going work. to. I, you know, You're probably. a caver. I mean, I like, I, did you, you know, one of the latest thing was I bought her the Lululemon pants again after saying I was never going to get them for her again. 
ever. Yeah, didn't we t- did we talk about yeah. this? I bought I've been now bought her two pairs. I think I'm gonna buy more. Yeah, they're great. They sound great. Well, they're they yeah. make her happy. Yeah, and well, I gotta take her. I my wife took her shopping when we were on the road last time and spent like a hundred and fifty dollars on her. And now I'm expected to now take her mall shopping. Oh. For some reason, that's my job to take her to Zoomies and let her buy something. (laughs) A little more dangerous? Yeah, or go to Pacific. That's what the kids get from me. I think that's what I I provide. In our circle, (laughs) if the kids want to do dangerous shit, you can always just send them to me and I'll watch them. Take them and do something. Make sure know? it's not too. Make sure they stay within the boundaries. Yeah, but let them think that they've way crossed the boundary. Yeah, I'm really good at faking like outrage to get them to not want to do like they're. Oh, I'm freaking him out. He's an adult. I don't want to. Like I did yeah. really good when I was when when Gwen was real young. I was really good at like playing a board game and talking shit. After shit and then dropping the game at the end uh-huh. and like losing and then they get to be like, ah, you fucking, ah, yeah. you were bragging. You were and like, I just, I never, I don't think I ever lost on purpose, but most games you play with kids are games of really like yeah. games of chance. Chance. Candyland's a game of chance. Yeah. There's no like, but I would just talk shit so that if she did win in the end, she like slayed a fucking dragon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to take my niece. To a 21 Savage concert if he ever comes here because she's asked for that. And she's asked me to take her to a show with a mosh pit. So I'll probably like take her to an ICP concert when they come through town the next time. And like let her mosh in a fucking mosh pit. Just, I mean, these kids like, they're old enough to do it. They want to have these fucking experiences. And like, I want to be, if, if, if like the other parents aren't going to do it. Then I will. I'll be the person that'll do that. I'll yeah. be the person that takes your son or kid to wrestling if they decide they're into wrestling and you don't like wrestling. I'll take your kid to wrestling. You know what I mean? I'll take your kid to a concert. I'll go do. I mean, like, I'm not gonna take. I'm not gonna ride roller coasters with them. That's right, Brett's. That's job. me. Brett's a roller coaster guy, but the teens just. I mean, the two teens that we have running around now just like hanging out with me. I think they think I'm cool. I have a cool job. And uh, I I think they just like me. Like I said, I have a cool job and I'm nice and I will take them to do things. And I that's fine with me, you know? Yeah. If that's the thing, taking in the horror movies is a, like a rewarding experience for them. And it's me that's doing it. Then that's fucking great i i hope everybody has some i wish somebody had done that stuff for me jason is really the guy that did that for me jason put me in my first mosh pit when i was 15 years old we were seeing fear factory and he looked over at me and he said are you ready and i said yes and then he pushed the three guys in front of me and a pit broke out around me and i was just in it and i was like i can't like this isn't that bad. This is, yeah. and I got out, and I was like, "Ah, pit's nothing, man." You know what I mean? And you, you lose your voice and you're sore the next day from it, and it's just like really great experience that isn't super dangerous, but it feels like you just did something. And uh, I will never forget that. I will never forget him starting a mosh pit for me. So I want to like provide. 
he took me to so many concerts that he honestly didn't really have to take me to. And my parents were kind of like, oh, yeah, you can go if you're going to go with Jason, which I don't quite get. The, like, yeah. We were both fairly old irresponsible. Old school. Yeah. Like, you can go with the son that gets in trouble all the time and also. Yeah. <laughs> like, you get in trouble take, all the time. Take your horny brother with you. Yeah. And he took me and, like, I, I like, I got, like, a really great, those were my, the best experiences of my life. Up until I got a little older and still I think on him fondly. I think of fondly on Jason getting shit face drunk and like jumping on guys backs in the mosh pit and screaming the city that they said they were from in their ear and like just pushing people around. He took me to see corn and he stage dove and got kicked out of the concert on the second song and then stood out in the parking lot while these two cops stared at him and just yelled, fuck yeah, cord. That as I was walking out, like, I just remember all that stuff. And like, I want to give that to somebody. I always wanted to give that sort of thing to somebody. I mean, I'm going to probably do it a little safer than Jason did, but Jason was also fucking 18 years old. So, you know, sure. you can't really blame him, but I just want to be that person. But we have a lot of kids running around, and I miss young kids now. I miss, I miss having six and seven year olds like talking to me regularly and shit. Yeah. And I miss, I'm, I'm getting to see my teen daughter experience the world through a teenager's eyes, and it's cool and it's interesting and it's fun. But I do also have that thing where like. Like the thing that you have with Charlotte that you're going to get to watch happen for another few more years is like this person is like discovering the whole world and how to behave and how to be around other people. And I think that really reveals that will in the end, I'm sure it already has started, but like seeing her grow and seeing the things that she goes through will reveal to you in your own mind things about yourself. You know, because I I learned a lot about myself through watching Gwen experience the world and just some of the questions they they ask you questions where like you have to answer the question, but you've never thought of it. Like they'll just ask you wild shit and you'll just like you having to explain Ryan toy reviews to her and uh, how they do it. Like, I'm sure you didn't like really feel like that was something you thought about beforehand you were just talking to your daughter and that kind of stuff came up yeah or her like my daughter's learning i mean my daughter's got bad kids around now that like jewel yeah and uh that like that uh you know there's kids experimenting with weed now and alcohol and stuff and like hearing her opinions on that kind of stuff and you know knowing in my mind that i i mean i tried that shit when i was 12 yeah you know yeah for sure and seeing her growth has been really cool and seeing how chicken shit she is to i don't think she's ever tried a jewel sure and i don't think she's ever no (laughs) well you never know i mean you never know she might you know it's just weird like her i mean she's seen enough of you vaping stuff i mean that kind of sets the standard on whether it's okay to vape or not well she knows about weed right she knows it's weed and she knows that i do it because it gets me high right but jewel's (laughs) the same thing i mean jewel's just vaping yeah I mean, you know her, though, and know that she, like... I don't... 
Well, you don't, don't know, know who her. she's going to be. Yeah, but you know that she's like kind of her. The way she behaves is so odd to me now. Like and see it, and I'm like, I gave her all the space that I ever wanted when I was a kid, and she didn't take advantage of it by being bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I gave her all the room to do all the things she ever wanted. And I think that like uh, doing that made her great. reined her in. Cause I didn't feel like I had the space to get away with things when I was younger. And I just did it anyway. Yeah. And I was like, fuck it. If I get caught, I'll deal with the consequences later. Uh, she doesn't do that stuff. Yeah. I think that's fucking cool. And I don't know why it doesn't happen. I don't know like why she's good. Yeah. So who knows? I mean, yeah, because you let her feel like she's in control. Yeah. She doesn't have to rebel against anything. Yeah. It's like the thing I worry about now is uh, she was talking to me one day about like, how did I go out and get in trouble at night and shit? And, and like, when I went and did vandalism or when I was out doing drugs, she's like, how did you like even get away with that? And I said, well, I used to sneak out of my house Yeah, jump out the fucking window, kid. Yeah. I used <laughs> to sneak out of my house. And also I used to, me and all my friends would say we were staying a night at each other's houses. And then we would just spend the whole night out at fucking running yeah. the neighborhood, you know? And, uh, after I said that, I was like, did I just fucking give her an idea? But I don't think yeah. she would ever do it. I stay up all fucking night anyway. I'm up till four in the fucking morning every night. There's a lot that changes. I know, but it's how do you sneak out? a lot of years. How do you sneak? But I, she can lie and just say she's staying a night somewhere and go running around. And I'm, my wife is always like, oh, if she ever does that, you know. Her. And I'm like, I mean, she's going to fucking do that. I, like, if. If she decides to do it, she's going to do it. And you know what? You're never going to fucking know she did it. Yeah, that's the good part. Yeah. And I've already told her, like, don't go out and do something stupid and get caught by somebody else's parents and make me pretend to yell at you in front of them. (laughs) 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 I thought I think about that a lot now. Where It's like as a teenager, all the times like some parent called my parents and my parents got mad, you know, to show off. Yeah, they, yeah. Right, discipline him. Oh, you son of a bitch! You're in big trouble this time. Well, I think we covered for the calling show now. We yeah, certainly. Boy, yeah, and uh, I because I know that people, I know that people depend on the length of that call-in show on Mondays. So I think it's always good to make sure, like, if we're going to replace it, we should replace it with something big. Yeah, and we're going to systematize this thing so that we can get these call-in shows more regularly. I apologize for that once again. The uh, world is a vampire. Thank you for listening to Street Fighter Radio. We will see you. Well, no, we won't see you. On Wednesday, you're going to get the Patton Oswald episode of Street Fighter Radio, and then we will be taking your calls next Sunday for sure. I'm calling Jake to come in here and do the audio, so it's yeah. going to happen. I think Mike Gravel's calling in next Sunday. I wouldn't say that because every time we said someone's going to call in, they fucking don't. Patton? Right. That's why he's the only good celebrity. He is. Mike <laughs> Gravel says he's going to call next week, so we'll see. Well, yeah. Peace. Peace.